Before we get started with today's show, I want to tell you guys about betonline.ag. We are into the final week before the big dance. We are inching ever so close to the magical tournament in March, and BetOnline has you covered with all the latest odds, totals, and props for basketball season. Head over to the website or use your mobile devices to sign up today and get your 50% welcome bonus using our promo code BLEAV, B-L-E-A-V, BetOnline, where the game starts. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, or good night. However and whenever it is, you may be listening. Thank you for stopping into another fantabulous episode of the Take It easy podcast live on the believe podcast network except it isn't live because it's a podcast welcome in everybody it is march 10th 2022 according to my count may not be that according to your count but we appreciate you stopping in however and whenever it is you may be listening we have a fantastic show coming at you today with our friend cam the dsd in the morning is back people cam is here cam is gonna give us a fun hour and a half like we did a long podcast together like we were talking for like two and a half hours on wednesday it was like a nine hour podcast day for me yesterday oh so good so fun uh, Cam's joining us here today. Uh, we recorded the podcast, though, before our first news story of the day, which is, of course, Carson Wentz Experience is coming to a city near you. But it wasn't the city near you that I thought it was going to be. It is the city near you in Washington, D.C., which I guess is a semi-predictable outcome of sorts. So one of the things that I find really fascinating about Carson Wentz as a quarterback is what do you do when you're in a situation where you don't have a franchise quarterback? Because when we did our full podcast on the Carson Wentz experience back in February, I'm trying to remember exactly what day it was. It was February 15th, the day after the Super Bowl, we did a full podcast on the Carson Wentz experience. And I'd ask you to refer to that podcast if you want like the most in-depth Carson Wentz analysis because it was news back then that the Colts wanted to cut or trade Carson Wentz to save money without having any kind of suitable replacement for Carson Wentz. And now it's being told that the um, the Indianapolis Colts are interested in pursuing Jimmy Garoppolo, who to me seems like exactly the same as Carson Wentz, and they only saved about $14 million by moving Carson Wentz before the new deadline came through. So they would have to pay a lot of money for Jimmy Garoppolo. Like they are in the long run losing money to again upgrade at the quarterback position. And they gave up a first round pick for Carson Wentz. 
and they're going to give up more draft capital to get Jimmy Garoppolo. Not a first-round pick. If Carson Wentz is going for two-thirds, I imagine Jimmy Garoppolo will be for something similar, like you know maybe a second-round pick or a couple of those picks that they just got from Washington. I assume that that will be used to acquire Carson Wentz. It just was more of a three-team trade. If, if the Colts do end up getting Jimmy Garoppolo because there's not a huge market for Jimmy Garoppolo, but there is some kind of market for Jimmy Garoppolo... Um, If the Colts end up making that move with the picks that they just acquired, ultimately Carson Wentz goes down as a failure for the Indianapolis Colts. But the Indianapolis Colts were destined to come up short no matter who the quarterback situation is because they are a team that has been stuck in this purgatory that I thought the 49ers were stuck in, although the 49ers have ridiculously talented players, which is the Indianapolis Colts have a team of star caliber players. Quentin Nelson could retire tomorrow after four years and be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Uh, Darius Leonard is an all-pro player and for my money the best middle linebacker in the NFL. By the way, I'd like to say it's really funny that there was talks about like a fallout between Frank Reich and Carson Wentz and uh, we talked about this a little bit with Juju on the Slump Buster podcast so maybe we'll find that audio at some point here but the thing that I found funny was that Darius Leonard was the one guy who came to the defense of Carson Wentz. And Darius Leonard, the anti-vaxxer, is the one guy who came to the defense of Carson Wentz, the anti-vaxxer. And so it's funny that as a, as a sociological experiment, how those two people ended up, and also a psychology experiment, those two people ended up forging possibly the tightest bond in such a way that Darius Leonard was the one person who shouted out Carson Wentz on his way out the door and was upset that the Colts now have five quarterbacks in five years running their team, and now what's going to be the fifth year with Frank Reich. And Chris Ballard's been the general manager for six or seven years, but that part was already inevitable. We knew a month ago a little less than a month ago, four weeks ago, that they were going to move on from Carson Wentz. What's interesting is they don't exactly have a contingency plan. And Jimmy Garoppolo makes more sense, but they view Jimmy Garoppolo as an upgrade relative to Carson Wentz, which perhaps he is. Like, I think Carson Wentz and Jimmy Garoppolo are both in quarterback purgatory, and I don't know what to do with Carson Wentz because it's just the Carson Wentz experience all the time and playing behind a really strong offensive line made Carson Wentz look better, and I think going to Washington is going to make Carson Wentz look worse than the team he plays for now. But this is what a lot of quarterbacks are. If you're not one of the 10 to 12 quarterbacks that elevate your team, then your team is as good as you are. You play to the talent that you have around you, and I think that's what's going to end up happening Carson Wentz with Carson Wentz experience as he ends up going to now his third team in third ye- in three years, and he kind of burns a bridge at the end. And if you're Washington, well, shit, you simply just didn't have anything. You didn't have anything at the quarterback position. And so one year of Carson Wentz as a bridge option is better than drafting one of these rookies and busting out because you're setting him up in a terrible position to succeed. And by the way, we don't really think that Willett, uh, Willis or Pickett, I called him Willett, Willis, or Pickett, or Matt Corral are generational changing quarterbacks. So Washington valued their first round pick and trading two thirds for Carson Wentz more than they said, we're going to try and figure out one of these rookies or trade for Jordan Love. 
maybe they couldn't get their hands on Jimmy Garoppolo, but they kind of just went down the line to try and find the best quarterback that could possibly be traded, and they tried to make the move early, and they you know get their guy for one year. Because next year you can move off of Carson Wentz for $6 million of a dead cap hit. It's not really that much to absorb, uh, to move off of Carson Wentz. The Colts are going to pay, or sorry, Washington's going to pay all $28 million of Carson Wentz's contract. So, you know, Colts don't necessarily have to absorb the extra cap hit. They just took less on the Carson Wentz trade. Um, And they will end up, so the, the Carson Wentz trade does end up opening a ton of salary cap space for the Colts. They took less because they valued quarterback space, uh, uh, quarterback, sorry, the Indianapolis Colts valued cap space. So the Colts are going to, you know, ultimately acquire Jimmy Garoppolo and save a little bit of money in the process. And the Colts are deciding we can do what the 49ers did. That's essentially where the Colts are going here. We're going to take less to move off of Carson Wentz, even though, you know, two third round picks isn't terrible given the situation here. But the Indianapolis Colts are saying we will try again at the quarterback position with interchangeable pieces and a gigantically talented roster around here. We have all pro running back Jonathan Taylor. We have uh, all pro left guard Quentin Nelson. We have Darius Leonard. We have Kenny Moore, who's a pro bowler. DeForest Buckner's an all pro player. We have one of the most talented rosters and we just can't get access to a quarterback. And we're probably going to win the AFC South by virtue of the Tennessee Titans not actually being that good. We're going to probably win that division, so we're going to get into the dance. And once we get there, we're going to have to try and outthink and outsmart and outmaneuver people in these weird one-game sample sizes. The Colts are looking at the 49ers model, and I know that this is cliche because they're trying to get Jimmy Garoppolo, but they are looking at what the 49ers did this year, and they're saying we can do that and we value the flexibility of cap space more than we value the player on the team, which, by the way, the Colts have always been this team. The Colts are the team that always is top 10 in cap space. This year, they're number one, and they've been top five three of the last five years in cap space heading into free agency. They are extremely, extremely strategic about who they give contracts to, and they value long-term flexibility over anything else and that's why they were willing to take less to absorb Carson Wentz knowing that there was a situation where they could move off of Carson Wentz after two seasons for no cap hit they structured that into their deal with the Eagles they could move on from Carson Wentz if the experiment failed now they got Washington in desperation to take all of the money and Carson Wentz is going to be a one-year quarterback for Washington who's not good enough to make the playoffs, but there aren't seven good teams in the NFC, so Washington just might sneak into the playoffs if the Saints have a bad injury. By the way, Saints trade for Jordan Love. That would be such an awesome situation if the Saints aren't as good as we think they are or the uh, the Eagles don't make an improvement because I don't think the Eagles are actually that good. Like those are the teams they're competing with for the last wild card spot. Like we know the Cowboys are good, we know the Cardinals are good, we know the Rams are good, we know the 49ers are good, and that's it. <laughs> you know, Tampa's probably good enough to make the playoffs. Someone's got to make the the playoffs there, but there aren't enough good teams in the NFC. And this is where the parity difference is going to come into play in the NFL. As Russell Wilson is like the eighth best quarterback. <laughs> in the AFC now. He's really closer to six, but the the point still stands. Like, you could make the argument Russell Wilson is the seventh best quarterback 
currently playing in the a in the nfc uh, by the way i forgot to mention the packers the packers are in this mix too where there's barely enough good teams the colts are, are the, the washington is still a seven win team on paper the racial slurs don't get significantly better by having Carson Wentz, but they do get better because they had literally no quarterback for the last two years. Alex Smith was the, and again, this is unpopular. In 2020, Alex Smith was the worst quarterback in the NFL starter and backup. Taylor Heineke is a middle-of-the-road backup, and Ryan Fitzpatrick played one half of football as a low-end starter. And so Carson Wentz reflects the best quarterback Washington has had in the last uh, three, four, five years. Also just not good enough just simply not good enough to like be a game changer for Washington, especially with a bunch of issues on their offensive line going into next season as Bostic is battling injuries and uh, Brandon Sheriff is holding on to, to whatever his career looks like at this point after getting a big contract and not enough weapons outside of Terry McLaurin. Antonio Gibson is a fine running back, but not as good as Carson Wentz and doesn't have the, or not as good as Jonathan Taylor and not as strong as an offensive line. The Washington, whatever that point there, they're not actually that good. But from the Colts standpoint, the Colts are doing an interesting experiment here. And it'd be interesting to see when is the year that desperation and seeing the window close starts to set in for the Colts. Because Chris Ballard's great accomplishment as Colts general manager was getting two all-pro rookies for the first time in the same draft since Gale Sayers and Dick Butkus, who both made the Hall of Fame, both drafted in the same draft by the Chicago Bears. Like, getting Quentin Nelson and getting Darius Leonard changes the entire landscape of the Indianapolis Colts franchise. You get the best left guard in the NFL and for my money, the best middle linebacker in the NFL on their rookie contracts. Now Darius Leonard just signed a long-term extension, but the middle linebacker market is not as frugal as one might think, but that's okay. Like all of this changes the timeline for the Colts and there's not a sense of urgency. Chris Ballard is one of the smart GMs in the NFL and part of that is valuing flexibility and the availability to say we can pivot on our circumstance. And it's not conducive to winning right now, but it's conducive to sustainability. It might be sustainably the seventh seed or it might be sustainably winning an AFC South every three or four years. But the sustainability of the situation is we are very good at ta- we We trust our talent evaluation more than other teams trust our talent evaluation. We know that we lack a quarterback position, and we fully acknowledge we do not have a quarterback. But we're going to do the best we can to try and upgrade at the quarterback position because Andrew Luck aborted what I would call a potential dynasty in Indianapolis. So the value of long-term flexibility makes so much more sense now that the Colts were able to move all $28 million of Carson Wentz's contract for one season, and Washington, who had all the cap space and no one willing to take it on, gives up $28 million for one year and three uh, a third-round draft pick to acquire a quarterback that gives them, as crazy as it is to say with Carson Wentz, stability they have not had in their franchise. And boy, do those two belong together. Boy, does the Washington racial slurs and Carson Wentz experience belong together because if there are any fans left of the Washington football team or Washington racial slurs damn if you are not prepared for how crazy this Carson Wentz experience is going to be and honestly I think it's probably going to work out slightly worse than it did with the Colts 
just as a byproduct of Carson Wentz seems to play up or down to the talent of team that is built around him. Similar to how I've thought about Derek Carr until this year where he slightly elevated his team for, you know, maybe the first time other than the 2016 season. Um, you know, you, you see quarterbacks in that tier three slash purgatory. They play to, the, to exactly the talent that they have built around them. Matt Ryan's career starts to fall apart once you take away the talent on the offensive side of the ball and his offensive line isn't as strong as it was when they had all first-round picks. That's kind of the situation I see with Wentz, and Jimmy Garoppolo can look a whole lot better when having talented players around him, including four pro bowlers on offense. And Jimmy Garoppolo might go to a good home. I thought Jimmy Garoppolo was going to end up on Washington, and that Jimmy Garoppolo was going to look kind of like Carson Wentz is about to look behind a team that doesn't give him a level of protection that they have grown accustomed to experiencing. But if the Colts end up with Jimmy Garoppolo, I'm not going to say Jimmy Garoppolo is a better player going there, but it's a very soft landing spot and an interesting change, not necessarily in the macro of the NFL. These are more micro-level moves. The same way Carson Wentz last year was a micro-level move that I wasted two years of my life or two weeks of my life ridiculously overanalyzing in the doldrums of not having football. So with that being said, that is our thoughts on Carson Wentz. I wish we could have talked about it with DSD, but we've got all kinds of stuff to talk about with DSD across a full two-hour pod. I want to make sure I stop within the next minute so that the podcast hits exactly two hours because I have a fun rule that no podcast should ever be longer than two hours. But this one should be right about at an hour and 59 minutes. the Russell Wilson stuff the thing that I thought it was interesting is like it's it's hard for you to convince me that like the Broncos are any different than the Seahawks without Russell Wilson like yeah it's kind of the same team uh, it's like yeah. not exactly and kind and of they the went to team. a harder division I mean I mean I'm no, yeah. sorry sorry a conference I meant to say I mean it's like yeah and the division is stacked too like like I mean like he went from a really hard division to another hard division but still yeah, and the Broncos also, like, the thing that I've, like, found funny is, like, so I've talked about, like, how, like, inept a lot of NFL owners are. Yeah, like, yeah. There's, yeah. like, 12 to, like, 10 to 12, like, just really poorly run organizations in the NFL. Like, yeah. you know, the, the Lions, the Raiders, Washington, uh, the Dolphins haven't, you know, done shit in 20 years. Yeah. The Jets haven't done shit. The Giants haven't done shit, you know. Yeah. Um, the Broncos literally don't have an owner right now. <laughs> like, yeah. if you're asking who's running the Denver Broncos, like, the organization, the answer is kind of John Elway. <laughs> like, yeah. John Elway's kind of the owner of the Broncos right now. Yeah, and, and they're, yeah, they're trying to sell it. I mean, I'm sure it can't be a great, yeah, no, oh, totally. Yeah, like, the, the Broncos are a team that I've said is, like, per, like they went, I think it was, like, 45 years without having more than, like, or without having back-to-back losing seasons. Like, I think it was, like, 1970s to, like, 2015. They never had back-to-back losing seasons. And now the Chiefs, like, took their shit. <laughs> like, they ran yeah, AFC definitely. West for, for 40 years. The Chiefs took their shit. And now they have, this is a fun fact now, the second longest playoff drought in the NFL. And oh, really? Yeah. Oh. It's a weird fun fact because the Bengals and the Cardinals made the playoffs this year. So now the Broncos 
last time they made the playoffs was the Peyton Manning Super Bowl. Wow. And they they now only the Jets have a longer playoff drought than them, which by the way is probably gonna like end now. Like this is the the Broncos are one hundred percent a better team than they yeah, were definitely. yesterday. Definitely. But you're right, like they're they, they are they are basically like the seventh best team in the AFC or the sixth best yeah, team I mean, in the AFC. Yeah, and like and I, and I'm not even trying to be like like oh the Patriots or anything, but like you know like the Patriots are still there, which no, it's not Mac Jones. It's more like just a scheme. The the yeah, Ravens, Belichick. yeah, but exactly the Ra- the Ravens, Chiefs, Chargers are pro- the Chargers are like not even that good, but they have Justin Herbert, so they're like really good. <laughs> yeah, the Chargers, <laughs> yeah, the Chargers are like stability away from guarantee. Like Justin Herbert's good enough where you're guaranteed to make the playoffs just because he's on your team. Yeah, like, they're just yeah, I, I, yeah. If they figure anything out, they're probably better than you. The, I mean, like the, I just the thing I said I is know. that they are literally not the worst defensive line in the history of the NFL away from being in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Exactly. I, I, I don't really know um, <laughs> exactly why, I guess, he did that. It just doesn't make the best sense, in my opinion, for football perspective. It just doesn't make sense. So it makes more sense to me than, like, if Aaron Rodgers had gone to the Broncos. Yeah. Like, like the Packers are really good. And... No, yeah, yeah. But then, but the, and also, the, you know, and, and he knows it and all that. But like, you can't even tell me that the Broncos are that much better than the Seahawks. They're like the same. No, team I'd argue play. the Broncos are a not stable organization. Like the Denver Broncos are a poorly run organization that is perpetually mediocre and has like that's Cleveland Browns levels of quarterbacks over the past six years. Yeah, they've had. 14 different starting quarterbacks in the last six yeah. years. Yeah. And this also makes them better because they now have one of those top like 15 game changing players so, in the so NFL. From a, from a Broncos perspective, this makes like insane amount of sense. And I think they kind of nailed it. I mean, yeah. like, but like, I, I just, I'm it, just looking from a Russell, West, Russell um, Wilson perspective. It doesn't make sense. I don't know. I yeah, just feel like, like it is like, I don't know. So from the Broncos' point, like, you are not going to win a Super Bowl, but you're also going to get in the mix. Like, that's yeah. – you're not better than the Chiefs, but it's no. also – I don't think there's really anything they could do to be better than the Chiefs. So, like, yeah. you make the move 10 times out of 10. From the Russell Wilson standpoint, like, it, I guess it just – it wasn't working with Seattle. And in fairness, like, Seattle – Seattle, um, the you know how I was talking about storytelling earlier? The story I told is basically – the Seahawks are the Oklahoma city thunder. Like they, they chose organizational structure over star players. Like they traded Paul George, they traded Russell Westbrook where like the Portland trailblazers kept Damian Lillard as long as they could fired the coach, fired the GM traded CJ McCollum, like just recently, but like they chose players over structure. Funny with that is like, I, I don't even know which one's right. <laughs> like both I don't even are, know which is right or wrong. Like this both is just of them are what happened in a bad spot, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, but like the Thunder and Blazers and Seahawks, I feel like we're all in the same place. Yeah. At, like post post Legion of Boom for the Seahawks. Yeah, like definitely, they are all. You have a great Hall of Fame player, and that's good mm-hmm. enough to make you relevant. You will also lose to the teams that have better players across the board than your one Russell Wilson. So like. The yeah. Seahawks, 
the Seahawks like weren't terrible, but they also weren't great either. Like I know we crap on Belichick for like missing on all the first round picks for the Patriots, but like the Seahawks really didn't do well the last six no. years building around Russell no. Wilson. I, I joke all the time. They drafted two all pro players in the last six years. One was DK Metcalf and the other was the punter. Yeah, and, yeah. and the Seahawks, um, they were they were always good. They would just lose to the teams that had MVP Matt Ryan, MVP Aaron Rodgers, you know, Aaron Donald in 2020 in the playoffs. Dak Prescott one year where like Dak Prescott did a flip in the end zone and beat the Seahawks, yeah. you know. Yeah. They they'd lose at the half yard line to the 49ers. Like they were always great and then they would lose to the teams that had great players and I mean, a franchise quarterback. I mean, they're the just underachieving. That's just what they that's just what they've been doing for years and maybe maybe Ross is just done with that. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Like, so I think the, to the Russ point now, it makes sense because similar to Oklahoma City and similar to Portland, they used all the, the assets they had. Like, they, they used all the cap space they had. They used all the draft picks they had. They traded for Jamal Adams. You know, the uh, Oklahoma City went all in on Paul George and traded all their draft picks. And then, you know, Damian Lillard waved goodbye and then they, you know, dumped it. And... The Seahawks yeah, used everything they had, so they were kind of in a place where they were like, yeah, we don't really have that much left we can do, um, and we're probably yeah. headed in the wrong direction. Because now, like, instead of messing up, you can't sign people because, you know, all your cap space is gone. You can't draft people because you traded your picks for Jamal Adams. So, like, where are you as a franchise if you don't have those things yeah and, no i mean i mean like it's not like the actual move itself getting rid of russell wilson it's just like the the, the leading up to that it's just a poor management you guys like russell wilson just don't they, they he literally just fell in their lap like they were lucky mm-hmm. to even get him in the first place so it's like dude the whole thing was lucky like like john schneider and pete carroll might make the hall of fame just for what they did there but like, other than those first three years, they haven't really done much. I mean, to build like, that like team Matt other Flynn than was that was the co- was the quarterback, and then like they were like, yeah, he's definitely the quarterback. Then they're like, oh, this guy Russell Wilson's pretty legit. Like, I mean, dude, they I, I don't know. I just a lot of the NFL and drafting is luck, but I feel like you have enough people around you to make some better picks. Like, dude, you've been there for I don't know ten years or whatever. I, I no, just, they yeah, they disastrous. messed up a bunch. Like it was yeah. it was LJ Collier, it was Rashad Penny who was terrible until the last four games of this season where he somehow went for six hundred yards. Yeah, well, it yeah, was yeah, that was crazy. No, it was just stupid. Like it yeah. was it was Jordan Brooks, it was you know, like they, they missed on a whole bunch of picks in there and they never really dedicated to the offensive line. They had a lot of run stopping offensive linemen. Uh, or or run blocking offensive lineman like it just it, it was just fine like it in other organizations that don't have a quarterback you're getting fired for the job oh, that oh, they're doing definitely. but but they also well, are and, the guys who yeah. it, it, and they're just the they're they're just the um the Seahawks like like I'm not trying to be like a jerk but like making the playoffs is enough for them like that like they they like people like 
like, different organizations have different levels of success. So, like, I'll give you a perfect example. Josh McDaniels going to the Raiders. He makes the playoffs. So he's a freaking god. They love him, right? Go if he stays in New England and Belichick leaves, and he only you just makes the playoffs and loses. That's not enough because like we're so used to winning. So I think that's kind of puts him in a bad spot where it's like, you know, it's like I'm not doing that. Then you look at Pete Carroll. The guy is just like, I, I mean, is he really that good of a coach? He's just a rah rah guy. But whatever, it worked. I mean, it worked. But it's just I don't know the whole Seattle thing to me. He's st- like you and I were on it like almost maybe even a couple of years ago at this point. Pete Carroll put it all on the line for Russell Westbrook. I'm Russ, Russ, Russell Westbrook. Russell, Russell Wilson. I want to talk about it's Russell It's fair Westbrook. you call him Russell Westbrook. They're both kind of they're both kind of similar in that way. I like, want to talk about him too with you. I want to see what your thoughts are on that. But okay. go ahead. We'll, 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 we'll go to that in a second. We don't have to do yeah. too much Russell Wilson stuff. But like the, I also want to point out like the reason this happened is because Russell Wilson wanted to leave Seattle. It's yeah, not no, like Seattle 100%. decided we're going to trade. No. It's like Seattle no. made all these moves and then Russell Wilson decided he wanted to leave. They, and but, Seattle but they didn't make the right ones that's the point like that's what you're trying to say right like if they made the right moves he would have stayed yeah but it wasn't incompetence like there's a difference between like organization like the, the cardinals seem kind of incompetent with the kyler murray situation there's a difference yeah, like the, the lions were incompetent around matthew stafford even though they also had calvin johnson who they forced yeah. to retire and yeah and dominican <laughs> sue who had a Hall of Fame career, and we still regard his career as a disappointment. <laughs> and, yeah, like they, they had those pieces, but yeah, they didn't. Yeah. That that got them stability, and then they kind of like messed everything up around there. It wasn't incompetence; it was just Seattle made some bad choices, and also John Schneider and Pete Carroll get the Sam Presti treatment because they drafted Richard Sherman in the fifth round. They drafted Russell Wilson in the third round. They drafted Bobby Wagner. They drafted Cam Chancellor. They drafted Earl Thomas. They traded a fourth round pick for Marshawn Lynch. Like they, they did so well at the beginning. It actually kind of mirrors Pete Carroll with USC, right? Like they did so well at the beginning. I almost said they were, yeah, they, then they were really good after that. Like USC was still really good after, Reggie Bush and and Matt Leiner, they just, you know, they were going to Rose Bowls instead of winning national championships. And I mean, Pete Carroll, Pete Carroll, to his point, like Pete Carroll's not an X's and O's guy at all. But Pete Carroll, from what I can tell, is like, he's very much like a really good leader, like kind of like what Steve Kerr is, where like Steve Kerr's not really a smart basketball guy, but he's a good, like, well, good leader. He's a player's coach. They love him. That's yeah. what makes him like, they, like, they, like, just because of that. It's kind of, I mean, I hate to say it, but kind of Dan Campbell-ish. People love Dan Campbell, bro. Me and you were making fun of him. Like, this guy, he's like kind of like, I don't know. Well, yeah, but, but it's the same reason I make fun of Joe Judge, which is, yeah, you can be rah-rah, you know, you, you know we're going to out, uh, we're in the modern NFL of analytics and DVOA and VORP and QBR. Our, our edge is we're going to be tougher than everyone. We're just going to out-tough everyone, and that's how – we're going to take a shitty two and 13 team and somehow win eight games and make the playoffs, which by the way, you can do that in the NBA, like the Knicks and the D'Angelo Russell Nets proved just being tougher than everyone can actually get you to the playoffs. Cause like the NBA, no one gives a shit after like, like 12 teams are tanking or just bad. Like you can be the Knicks and Kings that are just terrible, but you can, you can't really do that in football. 
football's no. just too random to to be able to like our team yeah. is shit and Amon Ross St. Brown's our best player, but we're just gonna out tough you. And that's how our our team is well, gonna win. And there's also there's also too many players. There's too many things yeah. that that happen. Like I just like in the NBA, like you could play with that cohesive basketball, like literally just playing defense, like actually playing good sound defense basically got the uh Utah Jazz. Oh no, no, sorry, the uh the Memphis Grizzlies for like five years were like relevant just because they played good defense. Like with like yeah, the Mike and, Conley. And had enough offense. Yeah, they had yeah, enough yeah. offense because Marcus Saul was Yeah, 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 yeah. Marcus Saul was player. like yeah, Marcus Saul was like Vucevic, like good yeah. enough to be an but, offensive. But player. that that's the point. Like just playing really, like that's why the Knicks were good last year. They had the best defense in the NBA. Like just because they just like try a little bit, and then and then you're just like, oh, okay. Yeah, and play all your people forty minutes. Your best players always play, <laughs> yeah. and everyone's yeah. tired because they just came from a bubble, and the Knicks had twelve yeah. months off, and. You too can out tough your opponents and get blown out by the Hawks in the first round. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I I'm gonna tell you, man. I love Nick suffering. I li- there's not many teams that I actually refer to be bad, but let me tell you, I love when the Knicks are bad. I think Knicks fans are the worst. Do you see that the way They're... they were acting? If they that they were like like with like Trey Young. It's my favorite video ever. The side talk NYC after yeah. they win one playoff game. It's one of my favorite videos ever. I might just play it as an audio in the podcast. It's one of my favorite. I have it saved on my phone. I have 400 things in my no, entire it, it, camera it, it, it is I have funny. that saved. It is funny, but you're like kind of laughing at them. It's like, is this serious? And like while they the guys are an like, SNL skit of themselves, Knicks fans yeah. are an SNL skit of yeah, themselves, he's like, and they play. He's like holding it. a, uh, I think it was a Henny bottle. It's a there is a guy right? dressed as Spider Man drinking yeah. Henny. Uh, a guy is telling Trey Young to su- Trey Young looks like his dad's dick. Um, one <laughs> yeah. guy is just takes a shot of Henny and just screams, "We're back." Yeah, uh, and it's, they, it's they one of the most amazing yet. videos ever. Yeah, they no, it, it, then they all outside video. the stadium just start going, "Fuck Trey Young, fuck yeah. Trey Young." It's uh, it's amazing. Uh, so, it, but it is funny. But like, I'm laughing at them. I'm like, dude, you guys are so. I mean, maybe it's because of the Celtics thing in me. I don't know. Maybe it's just like truly just because growing up, like you just hated the Knicks and they hated you and all that. Yeah. But like, I've never seen a franchise. This, while we're on the Knicks, have more unreasonably good like like what's the wording? They have never done anything ever. They were never. They've only won once, and they act like they're the best franchise in basketball. Like I could see at least see why the Lakers, you know, acted the way they do because yeah, they won a yeah. million times. Like I. I, I think the Lakers range are the worst, but at least they have a hat to stand on. The no, Knicks this is the thing I say. It. This is the thing I say about Lakers fans. Lakers fans are 10 years away from being the Knicks, but they have the one championship now to back them up. Like the Lakers are losers. Let's not get no, it. No, 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 no. 100%. Lakers, but yeah. at least they could be like, oh, our franchise is the best LA. Like I, like, I, I agree with you. Yeah. I, I don't like Lakers fans either, but it's like, it's just like Knicks fans. You did. You have never done anything. I mean, imagine if they were actually good and had competent ownership. They would be like the freaking New York Yankees. 
Like of they that would, time they would frame. be what the Warriors are. They would be what the Warriors are right now, which is probably you know, even more, ticket. dude. It's in New York. In New York, imagine if they people. Oh my God, dude! If they just had competent ownership. Imagine, imagine. Well, competent ownership can only get them so far. Because I will raise but, you the other team that is always in Knicks. There are two teams that are in this purgatory, which is they are the worst teams in the NBA, always trying to win. Which usually means they get like the eight or nine pick in every draft. Which is my beloved adopted hometown, Sacramento Kings. Both of them are in that same purgatory, but yeah. Kings fans at least acknowledge they're losers. Like Kings fans know, hey, but it's it's kind of a, it, but it's a kind of part of being a Kings fan. You're like you 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 know you're a joke. You want to make the playoffs. It's like you know, like you love Tyrese Halliburton. Like I I like that. Love him That's anymore, like kind of he's like not there anymore. <laughs> they don't have him no. anymore. <laughs> no, 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 no. Like, yeah. like, 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 meaning they were treat. No, no, no. I know what you mean. But I'm meaning like he was. Yeah. They were treating him like he was freak. I mean, he was good. Like, don't get me wrong. But they were treating him as if he's like, you know, God. And then they get you know, Demonte Sabonis, and literally ever since he's been there, they've done the same exact thing. Lose. I mean, they're cursed. But I'll tell you though, it it's like it's a, okay. I'll give you a perfect example. It's like the Bengals go in the Super Bowl this year. You can't help but root for them because they've been absolutely tortured for their entire existence and they still lost. It's like, I don't know. I, I, you I know, know it's the funny thing about that one. We, we did this thing before where we listed out every NFL franchise for the last 20 years. The Bengals in the AFC are actually one of the most, the more competent organizations. Oh like, yeah. But that's kind yeah, of, funny. yeah, yeah. But that, that owner's the worst. What's his name? Mike, Mike Smith, Mike, Mike. Brown. Mike Brown. Mike yeah. Brown. It's 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 Paul Brown's grandson, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Son, that's the problem. Like that. Whenever whenever it's like uh, the hand me downs, they're always terrible. Dude, that was something that was pointed out when the whole Brian Flores lawsuit stuff was coming. Do you know the average tenure of an NFL owner? Like oh, how long I'm, they're in the position? No, I have no idea. This is I'm actually wicked interested in hearing this. So the average coach has a tenure of about three years. The average GM has a tenure of six to seven. The average yeah. owner has a tenure of 38 years. That is not surprising to me at all. But it's like also kind of like I am actually kind of surprised that it's not more. When do you ever well, see owners yeah. like flipping teams? And it happens like once every 10 years, maybe. But they usually sport, get purchased like. by old white guys or like white guys in their 50s, like Steve Cohen. And then they only have 38 years of life and then they die and they pass <laughs> it on to their children. Yeah, no, no, exactly. Exactly. But at least like the old white guys that, that they buy, that buy them, it's actually their money. Not like, you know, like, so the, the only one where I'm like, I mean, this is me. Fans, so I'm like, obviously like very, but I think once Robert Kraft passes away, John, um, John the Craft is actually like in the business. He's not just like some like here you go, here you go. It's like almost like a king when they die. He's not Cal McNair, who again I, I love telling this story. Now that check out my Houston Texans podcast now. But Cal McNair, his first job as the Texans owner, he's the son of the the Texans yeah. owner who just died, and now he runs the team. His first job was like a uh, position assistant to the owner. He literally sat in his office and just played video games. Yeah, that was his yeah. first job with yeah. the Texans. Yeah, like Jonathan Kraft, like people don't realize this. I think he already runs the Patriots. Like he already is like running it, but like Kraft, Robert is still involved, but like semi-retired. So that yeah, 
I, but but that's a, but Bob that, Kraft is also a hands off guy. Like Bob yeah, Kraft, yeah. As, as much as Bob Kraft likes to, you know, he again the Patriots book is really interesting. But as no, much he as he like wanted line, credit, yeah. yeah oh, as no, much no, as he, he likes being credit, that right. guy, he wants yeah, it. He yeah, knows he, he's obsessed with that. Actually, I think it's actually yeah. kind of a problem to be honest. He he knows the best run organization is one where he's not involved in personnel decisions. Now the only time he intervened was Tom Brady, and that alienated him with Belichick, but still it was not as bad as some other teams are where Dan Snyder's flying in off of his yacht and forcing the team to draft Dwayne Haskins while Jay Gruden is locked out of the war room. Like it, <laughs> that's a real thing that happened. Also uh, yeah. Jack Del Rio, when he was with the Jaguars, they yeah. drafted Blake Bortles while he was in the cafeteria. Like there are amazing stories about owners having moved. Yeah. Like but then that, there was but... also another one when, um, uh, this is my, one of my favorite stories when the, the Cleveland Browns tried to trade for AJ McCarron, but they didn't get to trade it in time, so they couldn't get him. It was like yes. at the trade deadline. It's like another, it's just like, how, like, how does that? It's by so the way, surprised. after right before that, they offered a first round pick for Jimmy Garoppolo, which by the way would have been like a top like 15 I'm actually pick pretty in the sure draft. It was two, bro. I think it was two, dude. And Belichick was like, nah, I'm good. I'm just yeah. I'm gonna and, send him and, to a and good then he home. sends him. Then he sends him to the 49ers for a second round pick. People in New England still talk about that. Like you, you absolutely f that up. I mean, I don't know how great that first round pick would have turned into, but, but it's even still a still, first round pick. Like, it's still a he, first round. He took pick. less. Yes, he actively less. took less to put Jimmy Garoppolo in a good place because Belichick. By the way, he might have been right. They thought that Garoppolo could be a top ten quarterback in the NFL. Well, I mean, like, I mean, he—they definitely put him in the right spot. I mean, he went to Super Bowl with him. Whether you think he's the guy or not, that's the, that's another conversation. No, yeah. Now, now Jimmy Garoppolo's over the hill. Like Jimmy Garoppolo yeah, does yeah. not get better from here. But like at his best, Jimmy Garoppolo was like fourteen, fifteen. It's not. But that I'll tell far you though. From I'll tell you. 10. I think if he comes to the, if he comes to the Patriots, say if he does, which he that that ship has sailed. But say say he did, I think he could be like a top fifteen quarterback, like just under Belichick. Because I mean, that's what that's what Mac Jones is. Do you think Mac Jones would be anything like this anywhere else? Like, no, I'm sorry, I don't. I just don't believe that. No, if he if he was drafted by his hometown Jacksonville Jaguars, he would look oh. like Trevor Lawrence. But well, yeah. If but, Trevor but, Lawrence was with yeah. if Trevor Lawrence was oh, with the Patriots, God. he would have he would have looked amazing this no, year. No, Trevor like, Lawrence the, would be the best quarterback in the NFL. If you saw the Patriots, you ought to be yeah, like that type of thing. Yeah, it's like, like Mac Jones's issue is just his ceiling is so low relative he, to other quarterbacks. Like, yeah, dude, dude. People in New England still are like, I wouldn't take back to I wouldn't take Trevor Lawrence. I'm like, all right, listen, guys, I'm sorry. I would drive Mac Jones to Jacksonville for free and pick up. Trevor Lawrence on the way back. No questions asked. Like, people, you guys are absolutely cooked if you don't think that I, I got to be honest, like, dude. I, I, I might do that with Jimmy Garoppolo. Like, I'm, Mac Jones Mac Jones is younger, so you can make you don't like Mac Jones is you, cheaper. Yeah, but you just like, don't like – you just don't like Mac Jones, though. That's, that's, Mac that's Jones like is a, better than I thought. Okay, Mac Jones is better than I thought. He, he definitely also, is. He will, he will never get a contract extension with the Patriots. Like, I, better than but, I yeah, thought, but, and he yeah, won't but I get think that, that I think that that's, like, accurate, though. Like, I agree with that, too. I, I don't yeah. – well, actually, I, I do think it's possible, but it needs to be for the right amount. It needs to be, like, yeah. not, like – okay, let's put it this way. He's not getting, like, $500 million or whatever the hell – uh, Aaron no. Rodgers got Mac like, Jones. Mac mean? Jones is not magically going to develop twenty-five yards of arm strength and pinpoint accuracy in the middle of the field. Like unless, that one's unless just he gets not on the program. 
Unless he gets on the program. I don't th- and, uh, Dude, I don't even <laughs> like the old. <laughs> oh, you mean the? I, I sorry, I stepped over your joke. You meant the the Alex Guerrero. Uh, yeah, the yeah. Alex Guerrero like, TV twelve. Guys, program. listen, listen. I'm sorry. I am the biggest Tom Brady fan there is. You cannot tell me that man isn't on some sort of program. And I'm doing air quotes with my hands right now. There is no way he isn't on something. I mean, whether it's legal or not, that's their decision to make. But come on, dude. All these guys are taking something. Dude, Julian Edelman got popped with whatever he got popped with. And that's t- that, and that's coming. He was on the page. It was on the TV 12 method. You don't think Tom Brady? Like, come on. Come on. <laughs> it's possible the TV 12 method was plyogenics and water and really good deep tissue massages from Alex Guerrero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, he and does. throws in some HGH. That, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it could be steroids. It could totally yeah. be steroids. I yeah. Mean, it yeah, totally I mean, like, been. come on, dude. Like, Tom Brady is <laughs> is great as no matter how you slice it. But, like, the guy literally – like, like people don't uh, – this man looked better last year than he did in his literal greatest season he had on the Patriots. Like, was that – like, I, and he retires – Tom Brady, mm. uh, he's gone. I, I wouldn't go that far. No, I wouldn't go that far. I, I think Matthew Stafford was a better quarterback than Tom Brady last year. Tom Brady just had a great offense, no, one of the best. No, meaning, no, 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 no. I'm saying, I'm saying in Tom Brady's career. Oh, you think so? I think Matt, I think Matt Stafford sucks, dude. I just, I'm just like oh, not a Matt Stafford guy. I just, I think that the nine, you know, Russell Wilson can do more things at this point than Tom Brady. Tom Brady's thing yeah, is definitely incredible pinpoint accuracy, get the ball out quickly. Being, you know, having more, I mean, I guess practice, but like, for you and I, you and I were texting during that game. Like, the, the Matthew Stafford wanted to give that away to the Patriots. They wanted that game was I mean, so the stupid. That was Sorry, so, the, um, the Buccaneers. I do the yeah, same Buccaneers. thing. Yeah. Uh, like, like, hum, like, 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 dude, they had no business even being in that game. They should have won. And then Matthew Stafford actually had um, a good ball to Cooper Cup, but I could have made that throw. <laughs> there and was again, nobody like, covering him. It's not an indictment of Tom Brady. It's just Tom Brady inherited a perfect situation. And you know what? When Matthew Stafford inherited a near-perfect situation, Matthew Stafford looked kind of like an MVP at one point. It's just Tom Brady. No, no, no. Matthew Stafford is better than what people – So my opinion is that Matthew Stafford's a Hall of Famer. I don't think he is right now, but he will be, I think, because it's just how the numbers work. Especially when you get Cooper Cup, who's a freaking absolute force. I just – I just think that people like misunderstand that like the the Rams like tried to give that game away. And like I'm not saying that like they're a bad team or anything like that, but like I just want people to remember like that was really ridiculous. They almost Yeah, we were there were six being, like, incredibly really stupid plays. I, I'm trying to remember them off the top of my head. So yeah, I can't remember Cam either, Akers, but it was Falcons. Cam after. Akers fumbled right before half. Cam Akers scores that touchdown. They score 34 points right there. It's fine. Or if he doesn't fumble, they kick a field goal. They have 30 points instead of 27. So it was that. Cooper Cup fumbled a ball that got picked up. Um, oh, the strip sack and the snap that went immediately right behind Stafford. Oh and Stafford God, was, that, like, waddling yeah. to the ball. Oh and my Joe God, Tryon, was... I think, was, like, dead sprint and beat Stafford. Stafford had a 10-yard head start running 25 yards and got beat by Joe Tryon <laughs> trying yeah. to go get that ball. Um, oh, Cam Akers fumbled again when they just needed a first down to run out the clock. Um, 
Jalen Ramsey got burned by Mike Evans on a 50 yard, just straight burned on a 50 yard touchdown oh, by Mike oh, Evans. So, yeah, but that, my favorite part <laughs> like, about that actually was that when Tom Brady announced his retirement, Jalen Ramsey's like, I just realized that my last, <laughs> that the last touchdown of Tom Brady's career was on me. <laughs> yeah, people were like, I saw people being like, Tom and Brady could burned. possibly end like that. Like, Tom, that can't be the end of Tom Brady. I'm like, Tom Brady's end in New England was a pick six against the Titans and Mike oh. Brable's penis. Like, oh, it was, can end so however bad. it ends. That was so yeah. bad. I don't, like, actually, that's when we, that's when we actually when we met, like, literally after that game, I'm pretty sure. You were running yeah, around because you saw me. I'm like, are you a Titans fan? Like this guy. Nope. I just I just lived you, in a dorm, so if I had to do a celebration video, I had to go run outside at the time. Yeah. But yeah, like yeah. the 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 Mike Vrabel win there. Like the other one I forgot is Matt Gay, Pro Bowl kicker, forty seven yard kick, just short. Just three yards short on a forty seven yard kick. Like when is a forty seven yard kick ever short? Usually I've it's never like seen left or someone right. I don't think I've ever seen that. Like it's it's oh. like like, dude, these guys kick it from sixty, like, and, and they have enough juice. Like, like when do you like maybe okay, fine, fifty plus. I could see it being short. You know what I mean? I, I guess. Yeah. I but just, usually it's left or right. It's never. Yeah, no, five no, yards that's what I was short. thinking because they're trying to put enough on it. Yeah, yeah, it's that's never yeah, five that, yards that is, short. Yeah, that's actually funny. They I just needed totally. one thing. <laughs> The same thing happened to the Chiefs. They just needed one thing to not uh, go catastrophically wrong. And that is one. That is that is really. Oh my god! I didn't even think of that. That is like, funny because it's just, like just like, one you... thing, one thing, like one of those seven incredibly stupid. Same thing with the Packers. If if Jimmy Garoppolo threw that interception, if Aaron Jones catches a ball four inches to his right. None of this happens because the Packers don't fumble the ball at the end of the half, or you get a blocked field goal and a blocked punt in the blocked punt for touchdown and blocked field. When has that ever happened in the yeah. same football game? Like all of it. Okay. <laughs> we can do this all the way through. Do you want to talk about the NBA? Yes. <laughs> this yes. Is, um, this is just devolving into bleep Tom Brady and Tom Brady just doing stupid shit. By the way, he's probably going to come back, isn't he? hundred percent, dude. Come on, dude. Like, okay, okay. I, I really quick on this. I think that it is a foregone conclusion that he's coming back because there is no way in my mind that Bill Belichick. I mean, sorry, Bill. Belichick, I keep doing that. Bruce, Bruce Arians. Arians and Tom Brady didn't have Riff at the end. I'm sorry. No. You're wrong if you don't believe that. And, like, everyone's like, well, yeah, you know, uh, Bruce Arians came out and said that, you know, he uh, they're okay. I'm like, what do you what do you think he's going to say? Obviously, Pete Carroll said that. at the scouting combine they're not trading Russell Wilson. Yeah, like, like yeah, like, literally, like, two weeks before uh, the, the Wizards traded uh, John Wall, they're like, yeah, no, we're not trading John Wall, and they traded it. I mean, like – I just, the, the Raptors I just don't trust DeMar DeRozan that. and said they, that he was going to be there. And they offered, they got a Kawhi Leonard trade and they traded him four days later. Like, yeah, it, it like, happens. I, like you just, I, I just don't, it, it, yeah, it, it, that's exactly what I'm saying. It's part of business and I'm, it, it is what it is. But don't tell me that it's not true. I am telling you that there's a, there was an issue there, real issue. And I think that Brady really wanted to, like, wanted to leave for, what, for whatever reason, like, whatever happened. 
what would well, also their team kind of is going to suck next year. Yeah. Like, but this is the thing that's interesting about that. Like Tampa is going to lose a bunch of people because they're, they're in the same cap hell that the saints were in last year of trying to navigate that. Like someone is yeah. going to have to leave. It's not, it might not be the whole team, but someone is not going to be able to stay. I don't understand how they franchise tag Chris Godwin. I guess they get the money back from Brady, but I don't know how they're franchise tagging Godwin two years in a row, but you know, the, yeah. the bucks are, the bucks are in that purgatory, but like Tom Brady, like quiet as it was, he got like a ready-made situation to win with the bucks. No, and definitely brought Gronk and brought Antonio Brown with him to make it like even better. Like, no, I sure. don't for know. Sure. Yeah. I, I, I don't, where is Tom Brady going to go? That's a better situation. I know people are throwing out the 49ers. I'm like, why would the 49ers want that? Like, so the, the, so <laughs> I agree with that from that perspective. Like, if you're starting talking like that, why would the 49ers want that? But the 49ers would be like, if they had Tom Brady last year, they'd go to the Super Bowl, I think. Yes. Yes. That is true. But, they, so, but that would just like, be acknowledging that Trey Lance was a mistake. And I'm looking at that like, don't you yeah. want to at least find out? Like, if yeah, the dude that, is that, Well, yeah. If you're looking at it from that perspective, I can, I can see why you say that. But like, I, I mean, last dude, year, if Trey Lance had been playing instead of Jimmy Garoppolo, they might have won the Super Bowl. Like, I don't know what Trey Lance is going to be, but I know what Jimmy well, Garoppolo is. Well, they they all said they're all freaking saying that Jim, he, he's not ready to be quarterback yet or something like with uh, Trey. Lance, why did like, you trade? Why did you do that then? Like, I, yeah. I don't understand. Like, it feels like now it was like a spur of the moment thing, because now it's like they, they're in on Aaron Rodgers. They're in on Tom Brady. They're, you know, yeah. keeping Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm like. Did you just do it to do it last year? Like you Which, just did it because you could. Yeah, and and that's why it's like a a whole. Well, so um, locally in Boston, there was a lot of reports saying that Brady was gonna go to the Forty ers um before the before the Tampa. Right, they yeah. were like they. It was like Wasn't a it, it was reported, right? It was reported the you're sticking with that mother effer was Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, like, I think yeah, that was exactly. reported. Yeah, but but listen to this. Did, did you figure out why? Do you hear why they paid the the Forty ers didn't want him? Why did the Forty ers not so, want him? It's it's the best story I've ever heard. So apparently they Kyle Shanahan, who's a complete hardo, by the way, who's a good coach, but he's a complete hardo, was in the in a like like one on one setting with with Brady going over plays, and was like asking him situation of football, and Brady said something about it, and he and. And and Shanahan was like, no, that's not the right, that's that's not the right move. And then and then Brady was like, uh, do you think the right move is what you did? And he listed off all the things he did for the four, against the against the uh this the Falcons. And then and then uh, <laughs> Kyle Shanahan just walked out. It was like we're not signing him. That's actually dude, what happened, dude. Oh. <laughs> You gotta be kidding me! And, uh, I, I, well, so I, I I don't know how accurate that is because just like I mean, like the, the yeah, guy it's, that it's Boston sports radio. Some of it you have to take with a grain of salt. But, yeah, you know, there's, but, there's some but the guy that said it does have he does have plugs. Like he like he was like like he like when he said stuff like this, like the joke is like, oh, his iPhone is ringing. That's what they say. And yeah, uh. He like every, whenever he says that like oh this is like an informed take he usually gets it right it's actually kind of ridiculous he like yeah so I, I yeah like you said take it with a grain of salt but it's still like so good yeah. that you want to believe it's not just it's not just the guy who called into a Washington sports radio station no. to say he saw Ryan Fitzpatrick at a water park when he injured his yeah. hip 
Yeah, or at like the airport or something like that. Like yeah, yeah like, it's, I, I, it's yeah. not like that. Although there is a funny story about that where um, some guy called into the the Levitard show a long time ago. Was like, hey, I I'm, I work as a nightclub guy, like the Miami Heat are about to trade for Shaq, and they laughed him out the room. And then like an hour later, Shaq was traded to the university or to the to the Miami to the, Heat. That's hilarious. But and and Levitard was like, damn, that guy was right. Yeah, they're like, oh snap! What that? Like the person who the the person at the, I think it was a liquor store who broke the Patrick Mahomes signing the contract extension news because, uh, like the someone with the Chiefs came in and bought like champagne or something to celebrate the Mahomes extension. That was a, that was a story like <laughs> two years ago or something. Yeah, like I, I, just I, some yeah, lady at the bar or lady at the liquor store broke the news that Patrick Mahomes is signing an extension. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so, uh, all right. The NBA really quick. I hit on your points there. Yes. Yeah. I want to hear what your thoughts are on Russell Westbrook, because I'll give you my thoughts really quick. I do think that the Lakers ruined him. I think that this, the pressure of being there is definitely true. I think it's legit. And I think all the like nonsense that goes on behind the scenes with them is obvious. It's just like, it's just what happens with the Lakers that they're like a freaking zoo over there, you know, whatever. Lakers, Lakers are not a well-run organization for people who are are catching up on the the last 12 years of NBA basketball. The Lakers had more losses in the 2010s decade than any team in the NBA. That includes the, the year they won the championship. Uh, the, the Knicks were second worst. The 76ers, who did tanking for five years, had a better record than the Lakers during the 2010s. Um, yeah, the Lakers have been very bad for about 12 years, which is why I say Lakers fans have forgotten how to win because it's been a long time since they had consistent winning. I know they won yeah. the bubble championship, but yeah, but it's a bubble championship. I mean, like, you. I mean, like, let's no, be they got, like, they got, no, they got that year, and then no, you know, yeah, they yeah, the no, playoffs, no, yeah, yeah, lost they, in the first round, and this they don't take down championships. Cluster. They don't take down yeah. championships, but like it, but I mean, like we know, like let me it, let me put it, it this way: Can you think of any team in a, in your lifetime in the NBA who won a championship and never got back to even a conference finals? Like even those no. Pistons teams, the 2004 Pistons, which people yeah, call they were like a one-off championship. Yeah, they they went good, to the though. final. Yeah, they went to the finals in 05, went to the conference finals in 06, went to the conference finals in 07. Like they were still good, even if they never got back to the championship. Like, yeah, they were the, the one. Yeah, the one people threw out was um, like Toronto, but even Toronto like made the conference championship in 2016, second round. You know, they were good before that. Like. Also, yeah. the the 06 Miami Heat, like, they uh, won the championship first year with Shaq and D-Wade, then, like, lost in the first round, missed the playoffs, Shaq traded, and then, like, they were kind of first-round exit until LeBron got there. But, like, yeah, it, no, one, no one does it like the Lakers. It's never we win a championship because Giannis got hurt and because the Clippers choked. We win a championship, and then we're just terrible. Like, yeah. we're, we're mediocre the rest of the way. Um, yeah. Did you want the Russell Westbrook part of that, or, or is there anything you wanted to add on Russell? No, Westbrook? no, I, no, I, I, I just think that, I, I just think that it's, it's like okay. So there's there's a two parter. I really think that Russell Westbrook needs to play better. I think it's obvious he's been really bad. But like people make it sound like this guy's like not trying or anything. Like the guy is like that. The definition of heart. 
And, like, the Lakers are so known to do this. Like, every year they find a scapegoat. And it happens every year. Danny Green, you know, uh, you know, uh, KCP. KCP until KCP became super you know, third best player on a champion team. Yeah, Dennis yeah, Schroeder. like, 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 like he turns into like these. They, they turn into like a meme almost, and mm-hmm. that's that's a Lakers problem. That's not his problem, and they that's what Lakers do. They they make a scapegoat, and that pisses me off. Cause it's like so, I'm not yeah. I, I'm not even Russell Westbrook's fan. I just think it's like just BS. It's like then you know it's like it, it's obvious. So Russell Westbrook, here's the situation I have there. The Lakers were not right to trade for him in the first place. But at the time, it was the right move because almost always in the NBA, if you can trade a top 40 player in the NBA in exchange for not a top 40 player in the NBA, your team is usually getting better. Now, lo and behold, Russell Westbrook probably isn't a top 40 player in the NBA anymore. anymore. Yeah, but you know, at the but time, Russell time. Westbrook was. Yeah, he, he almost averaged a triple-double, and the Wizards made the play-in round last year. But, like, but in fairness, I think that he's a lot better than what he's been playing. If he goes to another team, say he goes to the Magic, they're like – they're like, I, 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 just, I just hate the Lakers, but go ahead. It's, it's just, it's just, <laughs> I think that sums it up well. That sums it up well. You just hate the Lakers. <laughs> I, I just don't like, I just don't like how they treat everybody. They think they're better than you. Like, like I, I, As a basketball perspective, like I have no problem with them. Just like I don't like the fans. Like They're treating re- – Westbrook stinks now. Like I'm, I'm. He does, but like, yeah, they're they're making the guy a scapegoat. I mean, like, there's many more issues. What's going on with Anthony Davis? You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I, Lakers, I just... Lakers fans will file it under caring, but that's how sports fans file bullying all the time. Is we care more than you. It's like, no, you're just a dick. But yeah, that's, yeah. There's you know. there's a difference between being like making fun of Westbrook for missing a shot than when it turns into like more than that. Like, no, like I, I yeah. Yeah, no, NBA fans are especially this way, too, because it's a whole lot of white people <laughs> with a whole lot of black athletes. And sometimes, like, you saw that um, – did you see the video yesterday at the, like, conference championship tournament of, like, uh, like a mini Malice at the Palace situation? Oh, yeah, that, that happened. Like, it's, it's that situation over where, like, people do get an excuse in the NBA specifically and basketball to be assholes to people because you, you're kind of removed from – uh, you're kind of removed from it in football. Like you're removed from the players themselves a bit and baseball. I don't know. I don't know what the deal is with baseball, but you know, yeah. like basketball seems to be the sport where people dump popcorn on Russell Westbrook and spit on Trey young and, you know, do all that stuff. And yeah, the, the Westbrook part, like the Lakers were smart to not dump him when they did like just ride it out is your best bet. It, yeah, it won't work definitely. out either way. But, like, riding it out with the team you have was the best move. Um, I'm shocked that they're not better. I still think they're going to make the first round of the playoffs as long as they have two of LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and Russell Westbrook. Well, yeah, but that, but, but, but it's more of an Anthony Davis issue. Where the hell has this guy been? He's had a cataclysmic amount of injuries. Which yeah, yeah, is the no, story know, with Anthony like, Davis. Like, and, like, no, the, the, but that's what I'm trying to say. Like, how is it West, Russell Westbrook's fault? Like, like I, it's like, I don't know. Because Russell Westbrook's Russell the one Westbrook. playing. Because Russell Westbrook's the one playing yeah. every night, and you're not going to crap on LeBron James. Like, which, no one's Which is bothering me that. in itself. Like, I have no problem with you, you tell me LeBron's a go, because I, I, I think it's an obvious conversation. You and I have done this a, long, a lot. But it, is, it, doesn't, it doesn't 
he's still not above criticism. Like, yeah. You know so I mean? this is the other interesting part is now that LeBron is no longer one of the best, you know, two players in the NBA, how do we address the LeBron situation now? Because essentially the way I see it, LeBron has like the second highest usage rate in the NBA this year. Like I think like 30% of the Lakers offense goes through LeBron and uh, he's averaging like 29 points a game. Yeah. LeBron James is essentially Luka Doncic at this point. He's essentially Luka Doncic, which again is a top, yeah, the top eight or nine player in the NBA right now. And that should be good enough to at least get them, to the playoffs, especially if you have Anthony Davis, who, you know, I've heard people talk about it before. Like the fact he's not Tim Duncan is kind of insane. Like Anthony Davis is the greatest prospect to come out of the draft. Like since Kevin Durant and after like Zion is the only person with the same level of hype as Anthony Davis, like dude can jump 15 feet in the air and block shots well, and he can move. And he can move like a guard. Like he's unbelievable. I was going to say, like, he played point guard until he was eighteen. He was a point guard until he was eighteen years old. Yeah, at, like, no, I'm in freaking nature. I mean, like if you even watch him in college, like I'm, I, some of these, some of the people that are listening might be too young for that. But he was a freaking monster in college too. I was like, yeah. this guy is unbelievable. I, but. He can't and won a national championship almost single-handedly at Kentucky. Like almost yeah, it, single-handedly won the national championship. Yeah, literally. Was that was that Julius Randle? Was that on the team? Or was that later? I can't remember. Julius Randle was later. So Julius Randle and there's a couple people on that team. I can't remember who it was. Yeah, though. there was someone else. There was also the the perfect team for Kentucky in 2015 was that, Kat? that like went to the final four. So that one was Cat. Yeah. Cat didn't even start on that team. Cat was off the bench because Willie Cauley Stein started on that team. Yeah, yeah. They had Devin Booker. Oh, oh uh, Eric, and, those, and those twins, the Harrison twins. Yeah. Um, Trey Lyles, I think, was on that yeah. team. Trey Lyles was like, good in college. Really good. In yeah. College. Trey, Trey Lyles was a was a first round pick. I think. I think he was also the guy traded for Donovan Mitchell. But you know, the Nuggets Nuggets done messed that one up. But. Yeah, uh, the Nuggets. That's a fun fact, by the way. The Nuggets traded the picks that became Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell, but then, but like, then they got, but then they just literally fell on. Uh, uh, Yo- maybe Yo- the best basketball player, not yeah. Giannis, of the last ten years. Yeah, yeah. They, they, so, so, so I think that with that, with that being said, I think that they get a pass just because they literally just fell on the guy. Yeah, to the Westbrook part, like Westbrook, not necessarily like his fault exactly like the, the Lakers should be better than this the Lakers no definitely should be at but... least like even if you take away Anthony Davis they should be at least as good as like I don't know the, the Minnesota Timberwolves but, but regular season that, doesn't but, matter but there. like but like I'm not ta- I'm not saying this to you more in general why is that always Russell Westbrook's fault I think that's just the internet I think that's just toxic internet brain like I think the internet yeah. just does so much Russell Westbrook slander that like here's the thing, dude. People don't realize this. This is like the reason why he's playing bad is because of you, those people. He it's in his brain. He'll tell you it doesn't bother him, but he's lying. He just doesn't want to give into it. He's lying. It's bad. He can't he probably can't even like get out of his head. He can't even freaking post anything without getting Westbrook, Westbrook. Well, I I'll tell you this. I got a comment about this all day, and it actually kind of pissed me off. I would they were like so I posted something about Westbrook being like, you know, guys, like you got to like chill with us basically. And he's like, they're like, you're pretending like you didn't make fun of Westbrook before. I'm like, dude, 
That's the difference between me and you. There's a line. I don't cross that line. I mess around with him for missing a shot or whatever, calling him what like I, I post other people calling. No, him this is just straight bullying. No, the internet yeah. is just straight bullying. Russell That's Lester. it. I, and, I, and I'm not bullying him. Like, and, and, and you know, when you watch my videos, you can tell me I don't bully people. I just go, oh my God, this is brutal. Why would he? I'm, I'm almost reporting on it. Like, don't. Like, don't want me in with these absolute D-bags that want to, like, r- literally ruin people. Like, I don't play that game. I'm sorry. Dude, they don't. did it to Ben Simmons. They yeah, ruined that's, Ben Simmons. That's like, why Ben the, Simmons is the way he is, and people don't realize that. I mean, Ben Simmons, even well, though, is a complete softy, too. But that's the yeah, same. Ben, but ben Simmons, has, ben Simmons clearly has a mental crutch because he literally can't shoot the basketball. Like, something in his mind says, I don't want to be embarrassed from shooting a basketball because people have always made fun of me for how I shoot the basketball. And after he passed up the ball at the end, like that was just, that was it. like, that was, that it. was the internet just because again, we can all see it. You threw the ball away right under the basket in a game seven that you had no business losing. Like the 76ers won in 778 chance that they blow the 24 point lead in game four to the Hawks and the 20-point lead in Game 7 to the Hawks. Like, no business and, being in and, that series. And kind of adds this. It makes it even worse, I think, for how bad the Hawks are now. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, the like Hawks had proves, no business being there. It proves even more how freaking lucky they were. I mean, <laughs> Trey Hawks- Young definitely came on the scene. And I think that that was, like, the most biggest development from that. But, like, no, no, no. The Hawks suck. The Hawks they're added literally no one this offseason, and now they're the 10th seed. They changed their roster not at all from last season, and now they're a 10th seed. I think, like, I think literally the only thing they did was just didn't re-sign Tony Snell. That's literally it. Yeah, whatever. You know, no, they, no, no, they, no, 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 no. Yeah. It, it, it's adding no, to yeah. your point. It, it's literally no, that like was a bench. Yeah, that was, that was exactly what I was saying there. It's like, yeah, the, the, yeah, the core of the team is exactly the same. It's just a bunch of role players, Trey Young, and players who usually get traded for a second best player better than Trey Young. Like they, yeah. John Collins is a player you trade to get a player better than John Collins. Even and... though I like, I, I like their players. Like I like Bogdanovich. I really do. And I like Kevin Herter, but like those, it's, it was a Celtics problem. And I also want, I did that on purpose. I want to talk about the Celtics too. They, <laughs> they had a problem for years where they like didn't have a clear one, two. It's, they have that now. Now it's like, where do they go from there? That's the next question. But yeah, oh yeah, complete yeah. gag, and they deserve to. I, I, but the internet just destroyed Ben Simmons, and Ben only Simmons, ben I Simmons. think only Ben Simmons. And when Joel Embiid and Doc Rivers threw him out to the Wolves, he's like, "Oh no! Like you guys are supposed to be there through thick and thin. This is this is not what I thought it was." Yeah. Like, oh, and they and they obviously they like that's another thing too. Like I. I think Doc Rivers might be one of the most overrated coaches in the NBA today. He literally has done nothing. He just goes to teams and does, and he was every team he goes on chokes. But the only reason, the only success that he's had is is on the Celtics, and that team yeah. was, and that team underachieved. Underachieved. I, yep. Like I mean, mm-hmm. like I'm 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 sorry. They did. They should have won way more. And that's and I think Doc Rivers has a lot to do with that. Yeah, you win one championship, and most of the time your name is in the the, the books and the repertoire because there just aren't enough good NBA coaches. Like, I don't know if you saw that NBA 75 thing they did, but, like, 
there were not 15 great coaches in the history of the NBA. Yeah, like, that's crazy. It's just there, there's such a shortage of coaches in the NBA that if one of them you can win a championship, all of a sudden everyone's like, yep, that guy, that guy, we'll take that guy because we've seen him do it before. We know he's at yeah. least stable. Like he didn't yeah. tank a situation to blow it up. Like, um, yeah, like what's literally. his name? Mike Malone. Like <laughs> Mike funny. Malone in Denver, uh, he spent two years with the Kings and got fired. And now, like, I would regard him as one of those coaches like Carlisle, where it's like, I, I've seen you be successful even without the great players. Like, I've seen the buildup and the come up of Denver. Like, Malone should be wait, getting. Wait, it was the Kings, game. right? It was at the Kings, you said, well, right? He was with the Kings, but he got fired pretty quickly with the Kings. But, like, well, yeah, he was one it, of these rejects. But it's coaches. the Kings, though. It's the Kings. Yeah. I mean, like, 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 like what, you and I agree with that. It's like, it's like, what do you want them? It's the same exact thing. Mike, like Phil Jackson, arguably one of the greatest coaches of all time. Well, I think he had a legit system. I think he was I think he was great. Probably the best coach of all time. He had Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant. Bill Belichick, mm-hmm. I'm split I'm switching sports here, but it's the same thing. As Tom Brady. Yeah. You need the good Bill players Belichick to be a good fully coach. admits that too. Bill Belichick fully admits that. He's like, I can only do so much without great players. Like you know, this year was a perfect example. They they were the, we don't have a star player. We are a unit. We are the Patriot way. They got bum-rushed by the Buffalo yeah. Bills in the playoffs. Uh, Just yeah. bum-rushed by the Bills. And that's how the, that's how it changes. That's how generations shift. And that's how you fade out of relevance. Yeah, we were, we were cute. Yeah, yeah, we were that cute. We were like the Bengals before the Bengals were good. Like when they, like, um, had, they, were, they would go like undefeated. Oh, this team's legit, and then the Patriots would completely wipe them off the board. That's what we did. You guys were Tim Tebow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys were Tim Tebow. Yeah, we yeah. And honestly, story. and honestly, that's why I think I deserve credit as a legit fan, as realistic, because the Patriots are gonna be nothing unless they get better. And I'll tell you, I'm not loving what it's what's going on with that coaching staff too, but. That's another conversation for a different day, I guess. Yeah, you guys are in the purgatory that I look at to the Saints as, which is like, ooh, welcome oh, to a decade God. of mediocrity, my friends. Yeah, ooh, no, I, Sean it, Payton it, it, saw the writing on the wall. He's like, nope, I'm gone. Yeah, I, I oh well, I, specifically with the Saints, though, they're in freaking cap jail. Like, if there is anything in, in like actual cap jail, because there's, you know, we all know the cap can be, you know, easily manipulated. With, yes, yeah, easily, but easily like, move they, around. They're actually in. And said cap jail, like actually, <laughs> dude, it's bad. It is yeah. bad for them. I mean, and well, by the I way, mean, we're like, Jameis is going to be the guy. And it's like, oh, apparently Jameis is trying to sign elsewhere. I'm like, even Jameis wants to leave the sinking ship. Like, yeah. God yeah. Damn, it's because they, they signed a uh, freaking t- Taysom Hill for a billion dollars. Do you understand how many guys are exactly like Taysom Hill? There is a guy on every single NFL roster that could do what Taysom Hill does. I'm sorry. I'm, I just like – Taysom Hill got a freaking lottery ticket. They just said – Yeah, he's, I think he's making like 13 mil a year for the next four years. Like, Taysom Hill? Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill is bo- – Taysom Hill is the highest paid backup quarterback in the NFL. This guy, what a freaking disaster signing him. <laughs> Dude, they're so screwed. And by the way, Michael Thomas is going to come back. It's going to be so bad. Oh, he's going to be be so cranky. So bad. I mean, (laughs) he's already been defeated, bro. Did you see his Instagram post after that? He's like, 
I played through a broken leg. I, you know, I put everything on the line and I couldn't play this year. They broke him. They oh, broke yeah, yeah. Michael Thomas' he, spirit. And, like, and, and in the top of it, he's bitchy on top of all of that. But he Even was that though, guy. He was he was that guy we qualifies like a diva wide receiver sometimes in the past. Like, nah, they broke him. Like, they broke his spirit with that twenty twenty season, oh, and then not definitely. being able to play this year. Like, he got paid, cool, but they just that they broke his spirit. People man. don't they, realize how oh. good he was either. Like, he was like legit Dude, the best receiver in football. He broke the receptions record two years ago. Two years ago, yeah, he broke the receptions record in the history of the NFL. His career's over. Like, he might come back and be a really good receiver. Like, I'm not saying, like, oh. No, no, no. But, no, like, but, no, but like, like, he's, like, his peak. Like, dude, he he was, like, Cooper Cup, but, like, better. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, 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 like this like, guy I, was the maybe best receiver in the NFL two years ago. And I actually don't even, like, people that were making. Okay, so this is the thing. It's the same thing in the in the NBA. People were all making fun of him. He was he was the like internet joke. The same thing with like you know uh, Plant Jamal. Boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah he was exactly. Guy. Yeah. But when you when usually not all the time, but usually like Paul George, another one. When you get slander like that, it usually means that you're doing a good job. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that, that's kind of how it works. It's a specific thing that's easy for people to identify. Is like Michael Thomas only runs slant routes when that wasn't even true. Jamal Adams only blitzes. I'm like, why is that an insult of Jamal Adams? I'm like, he's the he's like the best blitzing safety in the NFL ever. Like, why is that a bad thing? It's like he doesn't play in coverage. Make him a linebacker. Whatever. Like, yeah, he's yeah, so yeah, good at yeah. rushing the quarterback. Like. People, okay. yeah, no, I, I, I'm, uh, yeah, no, I'm with you, bro. It's, it's, it's kind of, it's stupid in my, it's just, it's like, you guys are stupid, but that's just me. Dude, the other interesting part, we can go back to the Celtics too, because they are, they're in an interesting place. But the thing that's interesting yeah. there is like, dude, it, everyone is jumping. Like, this is the first time, because I'm now old enough where like, I've been like watching football for multiple generations now. Like this, like. I, I got some of, like, the LT, Philip Rivers stuff like that, like, when I was yeah. a child. But, like, really understanding it, like, I think I started really watching the NBA the first year of the Warriors championship, like, 2015. Yeah. I remember when the Lakers won a championship and I was a kid, I thought there were only eight teams in the NBA. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, like, this is the first time I'm seeing generations change. I'm like, oh, these things that I thought were stable – are not as stable as I thought they were. Like Saints for Saints and Patriots for like our entire lives are stable organizations. Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, same thing. Like always going to be great. Always going to have gritty teams. Always going to be in the mix. Like that doesn't have to be true. Like no. it doesn't. Like the Steelers don't have to be great. The Saints are now going to be in like hell for the next fifteen years. Like <laughs> yeah, 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 they are. Yeah, I mean, who the hell's going to New Orleans unless they no. draft another generational star? Like, who the hell wants to go to New Orleans? No. They had the magical good luck of a Hall of Fame coach and a Hall of Fame quarterback at the same time, and they got 15 years of no longer being the, the Knicks or whatever you want to call them. Yeah. Like, they, they were <laughs> yeah. really good. And, like, it doesn't, the Patriots, the same way, it doesn't always have to be that the Patriots no. are at the top, which again makes it so amazing for how they did it for 20 years or how the yeah, Saints well, well, did it for I, I mean, like, years. like to your point, it, that's why it makes it kind of crazy. 
because you're like, when you start thinking like that, you're like, damn, that is insane what they did. Because I, because especially being a Patriots fan, I did not appreciate being a Boston fan. I, I just, I just assumed that's what you do. You just win. You know what I mean? Like my whole life, every one of my teams, I've seen every one of my teams win. Like that is mm-hmm. insane. And then now it's like we're kind of in that like middle ground, and we're still good. Like, do the Celtics have a legit future? And and we can transition to the Celtics now. They're still not good enough. They're not winning anything with this current team. They're just I, I everyone's like hyping them up. But Jason Tatum actually has top five uh, potential. I think uh, like not right now, maybe in a couple of years. But Jalen Brown, top fifteen player, if he get you know like that same type of thing, if he he has potential, mm-hmm. they have a good team. But I just worry about their ceiling. And I feel like this year is the closest we've seen to their ceiling, I think. And <clears throat> I still think Philly's better than them. Um, I still think the Bro- Brooklyn's better than them at, you know, like, like if they Miami, all Milwaukee. Yeah. See, I don't, I, Miami's a toss up for me, but I, I hear you though. Like, like the, I, I feel like Miami is like on the, on par with them. And I also think yeah. Milwaukee is way better. I, I think. My, I, I only give it to Miami because they're they're one and two are like relatively similar to Boston. Yeah, um, I I think Boston's third leading scorer right now is like Robert Williams. Yeah, so like, I, I just they're, I, they're I in just trouble there. But I know I also know Boston. I, plays I'm just not really that high defense. on Jimmy Jimmy Butler. That's the thing. Like I I I like him. Like I love Jimmy Butler, but I just like I think Tatum's better than him. Oh, like but I I just think already better than him, and I think that Jalen Brown's better than Bam. That's just like, and I'm not even being. I'm just I, that's just what I think yeah my my concern there is like to a certain extent you're correct but Boston doesn't have like a game-changing player like they don't have a Kevin Durant as great as Jason Tatum is they don't have like so, a Kevin Durant so, who can like change the totally game agree. Like, totally agree but I think Tatum can be that though I really do not he's not there yet but that's yeah. what I'm trying to say like I think th- like there's only like like I think Jason Tatum Okay, so I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make a YouTube video on this anyways. Like I'm just gonna tease it. I'm gonna Go just talk it. about it because just like this is exactly what I was thinking. There's only like two or three players in the NBA. If you want to start your fr- franchise right now, you would take over Jason Tatum. And I'm not. I I think there's only one. I think it's Ooh. Luka Doncic. That's it. And then everybody else falls under under Jason Tatum. In my honest opinion. So are we doing this as like an under a certain age? Yeah, category? yeah, yeah. Because like, you're yeah. because you yeah, want to like, start a team. Yeah, so I was thinking like under twenty five type of thing, because like, but like that's fair. Even yeah, even like in the NBA though, like outside of like the super superstars, like obviously Jay, you know Kevin Durant, obviously, but like I really don't think there's many players in the NBA currently, even like the superstars that I would want over Jason Tatum just because of the future. Like it's it's yes, it's kind that's of wild. The part that makes sense. That's the part yeah, that I understand there of like you want it for the future because yeah no not like, today not not yeah. right now because like to your point there like Durant and Curry I understand the point because they're like they're older like you want to start a franchise you want yeah, what they yeah, have yeah. now if you're the GM if you're the GM and you're starting a franchise what player would you take over Jason Tatum well not I would say and you thing. can and you can guarantee for the next ten years like yeah, Tatum's yeah. not gonna go join another Future. team in two years or something oh, like yeah, uh, yeah something yeah. like that's that. just I mean I mean that's just like yeah yeah I just yeah you, if you're guaranteeing your franchise like the next will, ten years yeah yeah and there's only one guy and it's Luca outside so, of that I don't think it's anyone else I really don't 
I'm going to throw someone at you in a second that I, I would like to hear what you think about there. But like, it's, it's interesting. Cause like Giannis Embiid and Jokic, like those guys yeah, still have, yeah. like Definitely. they're in their primes right now. Like, so they are, they are, they are this generation's prime. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. I would yeah. trade Jason. I, see, I think Jason Tatum is more. Okay. Okay. Let me say this really quick. Sorry. I just, I don't want to just get off. I just want to say this real quick. There's not many players in the NBA like Jason Tatum. And what I mean by that is a big, long scorer that shoots really good from three. This year he had, he had a, he's had a down year, but, and a good defender. There's only like two or three comps that you can, you could like put him up against. And it's like Paul George. And I think his ceiling is higher than Paul George. And you can look at Kevin Durant, which I feel like it's kind of, you know, unfair, but yeah, but I, I just, I, I just think that there's not many guys in the NBA that you look at Jason Tatum and you go, I really don't think I would trade. I like Joel Embiid. I really do. I'm not saying I wouldn't trade him, but I would have to think about it. Jokic yeah. and Embiid, no. I mean, Jokic and um, Giannis. It's like, all right, come on. Next question. Yeah, Jokic and Giannis are like that generation. And then, by the way, Anthony Davis is supposed to be the second best player of that yeah. generation. But yeah. like, but that that generation is essentially Giannis, Jokic, uh, Joel Embiid, and um, uh, Anthony Davis, and yeah. then I'll throw in the other person who I think is interesting because t- there are two players that I feel like reside in between generations. Like Tatum is, and it's just because of how old they are. Like it's it yeah, has nothing like, to do with like where they are. It's just yeah, he's Luca's twenty two, Giannis is twenty seven, Tatum's twenty four. Like Luca is his generation's best player, and I'm still gonna yeah. throw Zion in there. Like Zion, if healthy, can yeah, be that. No, I, everyone and, needs to chill on Zion. That guy, that guy, I. Yeah, yeah. So, it's, like, but like, but again, if you cost- promise me health, yes. If that's yeah, currently yeah. constructed, there's a Luca. So, like, it's the the Giannis generation is right now. The generation before that was Durant, Curry, and Harden and Westbrook were the Hall of Fame caliber players, etc. Then the generation before that was LeBron. So, like, Tatum and Donovan Mitchell are tweeners yeah. in those two generations, and I view both of them kind of the exact same way, which is. They're going to be very good. They're yeah. just not going to be as good as, say, Luka Doncic or Donovan Mitch, or I'm sorry, or John Morant, or um, see, like see, there's always going to be players better than them to a certain. See, it's point. interesting because because I think that I mean, when has a like a true shooting guard been the best player in the NBA? Like for like a long period of time. Like obviously, like. You know, like Allen Iverson, like, but like he was obviously I mean, he does, was really small. Does Kobe Bryant count? Like Kobe Bryant yeah. was a little bit of the positionless see, type that, of so guy. That's, so I see. Okay, so that's a great point. That thank you for bringing that up. I see Tatum as that type of player, positionless. He's a he's mm-hmm. like a shooting pop word that like is a wing player because I because Luca is in that conversation as well i think like in that same not not caliber of player just yet but like i'm meaning like style of play he could do what kobe did i just like i just feel like tatum has this thing that only two or three players in the nba have it's just size like this god gifted talent and can shoot i mean shoot the lights out so if we're saying from the the luca generation which right now you know it's kind of young we'll figure stuff out as we go but like from the luca generation the people I would take before we get to Jason Tatum, because Tatum's like a tweener again, like Damian Lillard's yeah. a tweener between this generation and the last yeah. generation. Like 
Kyrie Irving's a bit of a tweener. Like it doesn't yeah. always line up perfectly, but yeah, yeah. I would say, enough. yeah, I'd say Luca. I'd say Ja Morant. I would say Devin Booker. But I see, love I just, me some Devin Booker. Like, see, I, if I Devin just, Booker, yeah. Devin Booker would be James Harden if he was playing in a different offense. Like, Devin yeah. Booker would be averaging 35 a night if he was playing in an offense where I'm he's a little bit of a sizeist. I'm a little bit of a yeah. sizeist. I, I just like the big guys. And, like, the Devin Booker's, I don't know. I The Suns are legit. I, yeah. I, just, I just, I love Devin Booker. It's other so, part of it, too. Like, I think Devin I think, Booker. I, I think it's the same thing with me. I love Tatum. Obviously, I'm a Celtics fan. So, like, like but, like, I do think Tatum and, and Booker have the similar type of. They're like right in the same conversation. Like it's really yes. just like take who you want type of thing. I agree. With yeah. You. As as these other guys start to age out, they're going to be the guys that move up. Like Tatum, I don't think he's going to get like miles better than he is now. Like we would have seen no. it at this point in his career. Like inside, seen... yeah, he can still get bigger. Which he, he's putting some yeah. frame, dude. He's he's nice. But like like Kevin Durant won the scoring title at twenty two. Like the yeah, obviously Tate. We kind of know what Tatum is. We have a large enough sample size to know he's like right now a top 15 player and yeah. as LeBron ages out and as Durant ages out and as Harden ages out, he'll eventually be a top 10 player. I'll and tell you right now, right now, exactly where he's caught right now. Like today is where this is the best. This is like, if you want to say, oh, we know what Jason Tatum is. It's right now. Like this is the best sample. I think like, this is where yes. you can be like, like, like I still think for years we were always like rooting for that, the growth, that growth, that growth right now is where you're like, this is the closest thing to Tatum's peak. I still think he's got a little bit better. I agree with you. He's not, my, I mean, like how much better can he get? I mean, is he going to be like, he's, he's not like freaking Wilt Chamberlain. You know what I mean? Like it's, yeah, he's, he's still not a great that. player. Yeah. Yeah. He will, he will benefit from everyone else aging out. Like yeah, he will sure. still be as good as he is for the next six years and everyone else will get worse. It's not that he's yeah. going to get leaped better. This is the same no. thing I point to with Jokic. Although Jokic did get a little bit better, but like three years ago when they when they were like almost the one seed but i think they were, they got the two seed in the playoffs this was like their first run i think it was 2019 it was the year that Kawhi won the championship i think we were like can jokic be the best player on a championship team and it was like well he's like the eighth best player in the nba ninth best player in the nba and then you know he lebron got a little bit worse Kawhi Leonard tore his ACL. I also James Harden think got a little is, bit worse. I think and now Jokic is, is one of the top I, three guys. Yeah, and like we always kind of knew what Jokic was, right? I mean, I mean, not always, but catch my <laughs> the last yeah the last four years, like yeah. the last four years, but we've known what Jokic is. I think what Tatum needs, and this is where like that you get in that conversation of like one of the best, like actually, like I think Tatum is one of the best players in the NBA already. But like, I mean, like actually one of the best, like, meaning, like, top ten, is the consistency. And that's mm-hmm. what Jokic brings every night. That guy is, like, a force every single night. You know what I mean? Like, and Yeah. Giannis actually tells a good story about this, where it was his fourth year in the league, and he got to start opening night, and he yeah, put up, like, 28 points. I love it, And then it, he, yeah. he goes to his agent, and he's like, I can do this every night. He realized, I, I can do this every single night. I can give 28 every single night. And that was the year he won most improved player and started in the all-star game. It was, yeah, it was yeah. a weird turn there. And Tatum's going to well, get I, there soon. I mean, yeah. I mean, Jokic, I mean, um, Giannis is like, 
I mean, truly never seen a player like him because he's, he's like actually still like, dude, like people don't understand about Jokic. I mean, I keep saying Jokic, sorry, Giannis. He is still like, like just entering his prime. This dude is unbelievable. Yeah. He's, it's Think like, about it this way: Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant is thirty three now and still looks like he did when he was twenty four. And obviously, like, like, like Giannis's like, like game Giannis, might not age as well as Durant. No, but, it definitely will. But like, like, but like Giannis, like, dude, we, I could still honestly say Giannis is still very raw. He's not totally polished yet. Like that's that man. He won the, M- the world he won two MVPs, Defensive Player of the Year. I won the championship, dude, and he's he's he, a little raw. He did that dunk or that block in the finals last year with yeah. a leg looking like a flamingo. Yeah. He put up 37 points per game in the finals with yeah. his leg looking like a flamingo two weeks earlier. Like he, yeah, he has- he's, he's actually like, like, I, like, that's why I think all these haters, dude, all these freaking old players are like, oh, yeah, it's good to do this. Well, back they, there's this never been the a player yet. like Giannis, I don't think. Your your thing there, and you were talking about it with Westbrook and Ben Simmons and guys like that, and Harden gets it, and Kyrie gets it. I'm like, and Durant gets it. I'm like, like Westbrook called out people who are like, their lives are so shitty that they just need to take it out on other people. I was yeah. just like, why do you hate athletes so much? Like, why do you, like, Skip Bayless is kind of in the same camp. I'm like, why do you hate these people so well, much? Well, it's obviously why Skip Bayless, it's, it's, that's just shtick. That's, like, what he does yeah, to make money. But, but like, but this happens but, with even, like, common folk. Like, why do you hate these people well, so much when they're well, so dude, great? I don't think it even has to do with hating them. I really don't. Like, dude, I get hate. I'm, like, a nobody. Yeah. I'm a legit and nobody. By the, like, I mean, but you also aren't a nobody. Like, you're a nobody no. in general, but you do have... Like no, but five hundred thousand like, followers. But that's the point, though. Like people just want to hate. Like, dude, I, I like. It, the, the internet is so divisive, and no matter how you slice it, and that's why, dude. I was talking to my therapist about this all day, and I'm like, I have to see him on like a monthly basis because I, you know, I, I get a lot of hate. I really do, but I get two percent of what the of what LeBron even less. I would say point one percent of what LeBron gets. 2% of what Westbrook gets, whatever. And also, and, you're invisible when you walk outside of the house. Like, yes. every now and then, someone brings it up. Everyone knows who Russell Westbrook is. Everyone yeah. knows who Tom yeah. Brady and, is. And, and, and I was asking him, but I'm like, how do these guys do that? And he goes, I actually don't know. I, I actually don't know. He's like, he's like, it's actually the most remarkable thing, like, particularly like LeBron James. While he gets so much love, you look at his comments, they're all like La Mickey, you know, all this. It's like, dude, like that must be exhausting. But combined you just gotta have with the fact mindset. that combined with the fact LeBron has now been hijacked by an entire political party to use for their agenda. Like, it's incredible how that dude, happened like, there. Bro, and- like like dude, forget dude, he's in politics, he's in dude, like like LeBron, LeBron James and they they think he's a communist now. Like LeBron, LeBron James has now been hyped up all the yeah, way. Yeah, LeBron the might be like I was talking to my buddy about this who loves soccer. He hates LeBron too. Like I mean, he's a he's a Boston fan, so he hates him from that perspective. 
Boston fans hate hate LeBron because he, you know, basically owned yeah. us for years. He and destroyed then, your last moment of hope yeah. until I the mean, we, we used to own again. LeBron. We really did, like early in his career, and it was like a thing. I remember specifically, my one of my teachers was a Cavs fan, and we always used to make fun of him. And now LeBron obviously ended up owning this. I mean, like it's obvious. Like I'm, come on, you, yeah. You like it. the t- last twelve years, LeBron dom- like LeBron got better, dominated the sport, and the the archaic old school Boston Celtics. Similar to what happened with the Saints and Patriots, the old school Boston Celtics yeah. faded to the background. Well, I'll also they... tell you this too. I think that, and, I'm, and LeBron has even said this before too. I think the Celtics had a lot to do with LeBron going to Miami. Yeah, because no, he's like, sure. I just can't. I and, and like, yeah, whatever, whatever. So, dude, did did you see the the episode of the Shop that LeBron was just on? It was oh, on YouTube. dude, it was so good, bro. Dude, I I dude. never knew how good that show was. I, I, so I've been watching it for a couple of years now, but I, I they kind of have I, a formula now. But yeah, I, I do saw like with, the I show. saw I saw the one with LeBron uh, with uh, uh, Brady. That was a really good one too. That was the one yeah. where he was like, "Oh, this MFR is in front of yeah. him." That's where he said it, right? But they yeah. but they've got a little bit of a formula now. They get a, a star NFL player. They get a um, a, a, a reggaeton artist. They get a, a either a musician or an actor. Um, and then they get, you know, uh, a, either a Liz Cambridge or this time they had the girl from Abbott Elementary. Yeah. Um, and they yeah, get Maverick Carter. So it's kind of there. Yeah. It was yeah. Really like good. last season, they did one with Chase Young and Jason Sudeikis. And, you know, it's a little formulaic now. Like they, they kind of do it that way. But I love I the like one that. that yeah, I love because they get actual people like they get Tom yeah. Brady. They get Patrick and they, Mahomes. And they get and they get people talking. Like people will yeah. actually speak there. Like that's when we found out that 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 Patrick Mahomes didn't know how to read off read defenses. <laughs> it's that actually you bring up one of my favorite stories ever, which is like yeah. Patrick. They were playing his, in Denver. His and rookie year, they, he didn't even know how to read defenses. He's or our so, whatever second year, and he's like throwing yeah, like freaking that so, billion yards. <laughs> it's so it was snowing. It was snowing in Denver, like his his MVP season, and um, they were just the, the Broncos were in like heavy. Um, pass or something they were like in heavy pass defense on every play and like they just had to keep like checking under running running and then Andy Reid's like uh, this time we're gonna call this formation and it's like a pass play and Patrick's like confused because he's like Andy they've been playing against this this the entire game but he calls the play gets up to the line Broncos have dropped all of their rushers down wide open field he's like Jesus Christ how did Andy know that was gonna happen yeah, and he did. They threw a fifty-yard touchdown to Tyree Kill. Yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. like Andy Reid has been doing this for so long that he has just perfected exactly what other people are going to do. Other people have become predictable yeah. to Andy Reid, and like Patrick Mahomes is like, I want to get to that place. Which, yeah, you know, Andy Reid is forty years of being the smartest. Well, so the thing about Andy Reid and like and like Bill Belichick, for example, they have been so fortunate to have good players around them. That I don't, I, I mean, they're both really talented, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But they were able to just like, and they're obsessed with their craft. That, that's what I was going to say. They would also be the smartest offensive coach yeah. and smartest. Whatever, yeah, coach whatever ever. they do. Like, like, yes. Kind of the way, I'm not going to lie, kind of the, I mean, I'm not comparing myself to Andy Reid or Bill Belichick by any means, but bro, I am obsessed with my content. Like, I mean, uh-huh. like, I, it's actually kind of a problem. I think, like, I swear to God, bro, I spend, like, 90% of the day thinking about what I'm making next. 
And that's mm-hmm. all I think about. So that's why, I, dude, I'll tell you, that's why I'm successful. I, if anyone ever asks me, how do you make content? How do you do it? Like, dude, first of all, you're going to get fucking lucky. You just got to. Mm-hmm. And then second of all, you need to like just completely grind and have this belief in yourself that no one else, that you just, you just got to believe in yourself. And that's them, dude. They just been sitting there looking at the same offenses over and over and over and over and over and over to the point where they're like, oh, there's a loophole here. There's this, this people do this thing. Why, why don't we just do this? And they know the, and then that's how you get to the point where like, they're freaking like, you know, like know the rule book better than the freaking refs. You know what I mean? Cause it's, they, they're, they're there for generations. Belichick's been coaching for like 50 years or 60 years or whatever. Bill Belichick whatever. was Bill Belichick's entry level job was an assistant with the Baltimore Colts. The yeah, Baltimore yeah. Colts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And what was that like literally 40 years ago? 45 it was in the seventies. It was in the seventies. Yeah, I mean, um, it's like, it's like, bro, it's like insane. Well, to the point with Andy Reid, it's why I say Andy Reid's the greatest offensive coach in the history of the NFL. Like no, Mike Shanahan, is. Mike Shanahan to a certain like Andy Reid and Mike Shanahan are as smart as each other. Like I'm not saying that that's the case there, but like well, Mike Andy Shanahan Reed, wasn't wasn't blessed with the with with one of the great like that. that that's the difference between Mike Shanahan and, and Bill Belichick. Mike Mike well, Shanahan didn't have Tom Brady. Exactly, Mike Shanahan actually talked about that because he got interviewed in the Seth Wickersham book. He's like. Why am I two-time Super Bowl champion, Hall of Fame coach, universally regarded as a great coach, but I'll never be Bill Belichick? And I would argue he'll never be Andy Reid. But Andy Reid didn't have those players before. Like, no, Donovan McNabb, no, no. very good. Alex no, Smith, yeah. pretty okay. It's only now that Andy Reid, like, wait, I was already going to nine conference championships yeah, he, with he, was, yeah, he was already a Hall of Famer. He's almost got like a second yeah. Hall of Fame career now, basically. Yeah. Now he's like, wait, now I get the great quarterback? Like after 25 yeah. years of trying to find it and but, you know, going but, Michael Vick but, and, I just want and to Alex you, Smith. And, like, and this is what makes it very funny. He had to learn. This is why Andy Reid is, is perfect for Patrick Mahomes. That's why this whole thing is going to work perfectly. Andy Reid had to learn, had to figure out how to win games without the quarterback. Now he has the quarterback. That's a lethal duo. Like, it's why I say they're going to they're going to run the NFL for fifteen years. Like, but he still does already, have like, he, still, he still does have he still has a uh, a uh, a uh, clock management issue. But that's another conversation. Dude, that's the today. dumbest part about all of this. Is like I would uh, we both agree like the Kansas City Chiefs are the best team we've seen, best four year yeah. run of any team we've ever seen. They Definitely. only got one championship, and they almost yeah. didn't get that one championship, which yeah. is incredibly stupid. And yeah, uh, no, to I, the same. The same flip side with the NBA thing, like the Boston Celtics were that standard. And then, Definitely. you know, the NBA changed around them and then they built up a nice little team. You know, it was a fun little thing they had. And then with, Bam Adebayo with what, swiped their hearts. With what, with what Isaiah? Oh, or, or, I mean, yeah, they, you mean the... No, I mean, it was Isaiah and Jason. And then they had oh, no, uh, no, no, Gordon no. Hayward. Yeah, they, and, they called you know, them, they, uh, they, 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 Boston, they called them the Bridgies. Yeah, they they went to a couple conference titles. Oh and yeah, yeah, behold, that nice was as good team. as it was going to get. But I'll tell you though, I mean, as a rebuild goes through the draft, I mean, the Celtics are probably outside of the Golden State Warriors. I mean, holy crap! Like you can't get better than that. They did. I mean, they they nailed all their picks. I mean, you look at Terry Rozier, like the picks that they got from Brooklyn, they nailed them. But they're still not good enough. 
That's they just didn't. They just didn't trade the other picks for a bona fide star. They then just drafted yeah. Grant Williams and Aaron Neesmith. <laughs> even though, even though Grant Williams is actually a really good rotational piece, but I, I, I totally agree with you. I mean, they, they, they draft and stash these guys. There's like freaking Yabuselli and all these dude. The do you understand how good the G League team is? There's like yeah, 17 the first round picks on that team. Dude, <laughs> it's the same thing with the Seahawks, right? Like a lot of this is a crapshoot. And the Celtics identified Jason Tatum. They identified Jalen Brown. Because Jalen Brown, like people forget, he was shockingly picked at number three. Oh, like, yeah. People were like, really? They're taking him at number three? They, they actually got mocked awesome for it. And, and actually, and, and, and they, they being the Celtics fans, he got booed. I don't, yeah. I, oh, mm-hmm. and, and then obviously the Jason Tatum one was a freaking, I mean, master class. Like Danny Ainge deserves a lot of credit for that one. He – Convinces Philly to to draft Fultz, trades like tra- tra- oh no sorry he convinces he convinces Philly that he's trade he wants he's gonna get Fultz. They trade the pick, they move down the three and the ma- <laughs> Magic Johnson drafts Lonzo Ball. Oh, Which, by the way, I, I have said that before. As a former childhood born into the Laker fandom, they would have burned down the Staples Center if the Lakers hadn't took Lonzo Ball. Like, everyone was in the Lonzo Ball I agree. Because... I agree, but, like, oh, can you imagine how good the Lakers would have been if they got Jason Tatum? I mean, maybe Dude, Jason imagine... Tatum wouldn't be as good as he is now, maybe, but I, I don't know. Like, he would be awesome there. Dude, forget the Lakers. The Sixers have... <laughs> Joel Embiid. I know. Yeah. Like and they the would have had Ben the, the thing Simmons. I was they would have had Jason Tatum. <laughs> the thing I would say to you about the Tatum part is, like, the way that, you know, you win a championship is, like, if the Celtics want to win a championship in the long run, they probably have to find a player better than Jason Tatum to Definitely. guarantee a championship. Definitely. Maybe they get one in, like, a weird year with Tatum. But, like. Yeah, no, they need, they, they need, they need, like, uh, the Sixers I mean, had that. I, Sixers had a player better than Jason Tatum. They have it right now. Yeah. They would have been a champion already if they had just taken Tatum with the pick. Oh, they had. oh yeah, they they would have beaten the Raptors that year. They, like yeah, yep. like it. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Could you imagine that team? And they re-signed Jimmy Butler. Yeah. Oh yeah. my lord! They yeah. take Porzingis over Jaleel Okafor. Holy shit! Yeah, holy no, I, shit! I forgot about Jimmy Butler too. That team yeah. would have been well, amazing. Yeah, but maybe they wouldn't have traded for Jimmy Butler. They could have though. They had, they did all they well, had to give up they, was Robert and they had Covington. JJ Redick too. Dude, dude, if they had just taken Tatum, but even if not, like, even if they don't like re-sign Butler, like. They still have Jimmy Butler for that year against the Raptors yeah. and Jason Tatum. And, and you're telling Jay me if they Redick. win a championship, you're saying if they don't, if they win a championship, Jimmy Butler's walking away from. It. Maybe he no does, way. but like, well, actually, if they, actually, actually, I'll tell you this: I think if they win, he probably walks away regardless, just because of like he won a championship now. But I'll tell you this though: I do think that if they go to the finals and they lose, he comes back, no questions asked. That was also the year that Kevin Durant got hurt, right? So, uh, oh yeah. man, oh. Whew. Oh my oh, god! No, I'm, I'm... imagine that finals with Jason Tatum, like all those guys with the Warriors. That would have been like, I bet, dude. Whole and say that the Warriors didn't get in, didn't get hurt. Also, that would yeah. be a freaking that would be a slugfest. Like not to shade the Celtics either, but like the Celtics, it it did work out. Like they were 
within one game of going to the NBA Finals against the Cavs. Like, yeah, they would have lost to the Warriors, no question. They would have got I know, swept, but, but still. But, but I do think that the Celtics, and I'm not – this is probably being a homer. I will glad to say that. I think the Celtics wouldn't have got swept, but they would have lost. Yeah, like maybe they get a game. Maybe yeah. maybe Terry Rozier goes for 40 points in a even game. Though, like Jimmy even though – I'll tell you, bubble. bro, I am all in. Uh, dude, the Celtics – okay, okay. Dude, you could tell it. You could tell it gets me off fired up. Yeah. Look at, look at what the Celtics did with that team they had without Gordon Hayward. If Gordon Hayward doesn't break his freaking leg, that team, oh, would be unbelievable. They, the, the, the whole Kyrie Irving yeah. thing would have never happened. Kyrie Irving would have been happy, and they would have had. Think about it this way too: Jalen Brown, that year, Jason Tatum, like, Gordon Hayward, healthy. Freaking Kyrie Irving and Terry Rozier. Oh, think about it. Like Kyrie Irving leaves, and they still should have gone to the finals in the bubble. Like yeah. they they should have beat the Miami oh, Heat if not for Tyler. He- well, I, I don't know if it was choke. I think Miami just like Tyler Hero went berserk I for thirty seven yeah, points. But like, but but like they. Cho- I mean, I'm sorry. They were better than the Heat, dude. They just they were. were better than the Heat. Yeah, they they got the benefit of they got the good luck of. There's only one good team in the East. It's the Bucks. Oh, Giannis is hurt. Now there are no good teams in the East. Or no great teams year. in the East. That was the year. Oh, no, they probably would have lost in the finals again to the Lakers, but, but they but still they, they would have been to two championships. Oh my god, dude. Yeah. They would have played yeah. in two championships in three years. That's like dynastic in the Eastern Conference. Yeah. 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 Okay. I um yeah. so 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 what do you think about the Celtics? We'll end it on this note because we've been talking forever. I can't even believe I, I Dude, don't get me started with the Celtics. I'll talk for hours about it. Hey, what you're, do you you're welcome to talk about the Celtics whenever, bro. We're getting close to the NBA playoffs. I said I'd been doing shitty NBA analysis. This is better NBA analysis. I, yeah, also got I, some love- shit for, I also got shit for Luka Doncic. I need to try and weave in somewhere, but that, that okay, won't go, be no, today. Go ahead, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, it won't, it won't be today. It's a longer, it's okay. a longer conversation. I'll save okay. it for another day. All right. Yeah, yeah, we can um, do it soon. Uh, um, to Boston, but, Boston, Boston's a first round exit, but there's no shame so, in being a first round exit. So like, I'm not gonna lie. I think that's an underachievement. I think they need to go, dude. In Boston, they're talking. This is Boston radio. Like, dude, people don't realize how critical Boston radio is, dude. It's not just like it's not like sunshine, and it's like no, they're harsh. They they're harsh, and they tell me. Oh, it's it, depending on the matchups. It depends on the matchups, yeah. obviously. But I think the Celtics are better than the Bulls. Wait, they, they should beat the Bulls. No, yes. I mean, I, I, I just okay. Know. So that's fair. So the Celtics are in the group that I'd like to call second round exits. I guess. Then, yeah. Which is definitely, definitely. Their team expects to make it to the second round, but they're yeah. So here's here's I guess tiers in the Eastern Conference. So first tier is Milwaukee, Brooklyn. Uh, I don't know what to do with Brooklyn. I'm I'm just gonna sit that one out. But they, they are Milwaukee. they are tier one if they're healthy. If they just like they with that yeah they I mean. Maybe not this year, but next year they're tier one. Yeah, I don't know what to do with Brooklyn. It's just my point. Like, as long as they have Kevin Durant, they're good. But then you have, like, the next group, which is Philadelphia, uh, Philadelphia, Miami, Chicago, and Boston. Like, all of those teams expect to make it to the second round, but not every team is going to make it to the second round. No. The Celtics are better than the Cavs. They're better than the Hornets. Like, those are first-round exit type of teams, but they're also not as good as the Sixers or the Heat. So, like, see, so, so if they the make thing. the second I, round, it will be an overachievement, like how the Hawks were an overachievement see, last see, year. See, it's funny. I, I think we have different perspectives on this. I, I think 
they have to make a second round, and it's a, or it's an underachievement in my opinion. They need to yeah. be like unless they're playing the Sixers in the first round, or like which which I don't. Yeah, really I would just see say. Them. I would just say it's a disappointment. Like, I wouldn't say it's an underachievement. Yeah. I would just well, say it's for how, But how good they've been, bro, recently. I mean, they have been unbelievably good. And they, not to mention the fact they're beating good teams. Like, they're not just, like, beating, like, crap teams. Like, they're actually beating playoff-caliber teams. Like, this team is good enough. So, here's the thing. They got to make the second round, in my opinion. That's just my opinion. And whatever happens at that point, I'm happy with. But I really do think they can take any team in the, in the Eastern Conference besides Brooklyn if they're fully Brooklyn. You know what I mean? The Bucks. With Kevin Durant. Yeah, with, yeah, with Kevin yeah. Durant and Kyrie. And, and Kyrie Irving. Yeah, fully Brooklyn. Yeah. Fully Brooklyn. And uh, the Bucks and maybe the Sixers, depending you know on, on how that shakes up, but they've been looking really good. They have Man, to take every game. That would game be a fun series. That would yeah. be a fun series to see Boston against Philadelphia. That would, I mean, would, Philly would win in my book. They should win. No, but watch. but here's the thing though. That game that game's got to go in six. Like they can't get demolished. They have to like beat them a couple games. Like for, in my opinion, for me for me to be like, I feel really good about the season because I think I think the Sixers are good. Duh. Like Dude. like really good. Like Tyrese Maxey's a stud. You know, I mean, I mean. Tobias Harris is Tobias Harris, but you know I. But they've got James Harden and and James Harden. I'm I'm not even talking about those two guys. Yeah, like those are obviously a different conversation. But like they're better than the Celtics. They they should beat the Celtics. But I wouldn't be stunned if the Celtics beat them. That's just what. That's the Celtics thing. Is like they play great defense and they only have two people who score. Which, by the way, in the playoffs is a better strategy to have than say a team like. I think it's like Charlotte who has like eight players in double figures. Like it's better to be the team that has two deadly scorers and good defense. Like it's better to be that than be the other thing, but the Celtics will probably lose to a team that has a number one better than Jason Tatum. And I just look at like four teams in the East that have a number one better than Jason Tatum, except Miami, but Miami's this weird, like, yeah, Miami's advantage is like kind of like the the Patriots to a certain extent, where it's like we just assume they're doing something smarter. Well, they have a team. Else. They have a team. They have like a they have that thing that like uh, and and Eric Spolstra talking about greatest coaches of all time. He's definitely got to be in that car. If he's not, I I don't know what to tell you. He's he yeah. is a great coach. Like the, the thing that's interesting. Yeah, it's interesting with them because Miami is. Like, if we're here, let's do this game here real quick. So, Miami versus Boston. You're drafting people into this series. You have the first pick. Which player are you taking? If we're playing Miami? Yes. In a Miami Boston series, you're taking all the players from both Tatum. teams. Tatum. Okay. Yeah. I will go Bam out of bio next. Uh, Jimmy Butler. Okay. I'll go Jalen Brown. Um, And then now it's like, Basically, like a bunch of Heat players, you know, probably yeah. like, uh, uh, I mean, I, I hero, I, I think I, would you yeah, yeah, probably, yeah, I was gonna say hero or Kyle Lowry, like one of those, yeah, guys. you, you could go hero or Lowry, I'll take the other one as five, six, and then and... probably maybe Robert, yeah, probably Robert Williams. No, 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 because the leading three point shooter in the NBA this year is one PJ Tucker. So I think I'm see, I, I PJ just Tucker yeah, freaking there. PJ Tucker, dude. I just don't know what to do with that guy. I, I, it's like the like, I don't even know how to feel about that guy. PJ Tucker, He's... eight years ago, for people who don't know, he was in China playing basketball, and 
all of a sudden the NBA figured out after 20 years that, hey, the corner three is the best shot in the NBA. And he's DJ Tucker's like – He's basically a way better version of Pat Bev, but but can shoot. Yes, he just sits in the. He shoots one shot. He sits in the corner and shoots threes. That is his one shot. Yeah, and it's and he also doesn't even play good defense anymore. He's not actually that good of a defender. He's just old. But yeah, he 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 just sits in the corner and shoots threes. And he he was an instrumental piece of a Rockets team that should have won a championship in twenty eighteen. Yeah. And the team that did win the championship last year in Milwaukee, like, and part of this Miami Heat team that's going to have a deep playoff run, like, it's insane. The career of PJ Tucker, like, yeah, needs uh, yeah. a documentary. I just don't know what to do with PJ Tucker. Like, I really don't. I'm just like, I, I, I don't even, I don't even include PJ Tucker in any of these conversations because he's just like, I don't even know what to do with him. I don't even know where to put him. I don't even know what to say about him. <laughs> I'd probably go Robert Williams next, but you can make the argument for Duncan Robinson ahead of Robert yeah. Williams too. Like, yeah. Miami's just got so many dudes down the road. They just – in crunch time, do you have a guy who can score? The answer is hell no with Miami. Unless it's going to be Tyler Hero. Miami ain't got a dude that can score at the end unless Jimmy Butler goes to the free throw line. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, Tyler Hero's been good, really good this year too. Yeah, sixth man of the year, Tyler Hero, who yeah, again, in, in game six to eliminate the Boston Celtics in the bubble, put up 37 yeah, like, points. Yeah, yeah, and they were like big 37 points, too. Like, he could he, he could not stop them. Like, I mean, like, but again, yeah, I know that there's like, like 37 points, but this was like, he was just freaking dropping buckets. Yeah, and like, I know it was the bubble that year, and it was super weird because the, you know, Giannis got hurt, and we both still think but the he, Bucks would have won yeah, that but series he's back if Giannis was healthy. He's back yeah, in the but, now, though. Yeah, the Heat are the example of the team. Like, they've done it. They went to the finals in 2020, and it was um, Tyler Hero needed 37 in game six to beat the Celtics. Bam had a triple-double with 30 points in game four. Bam blocked Jason Tatum's dunk to win a game. Yeah, oh, that that, that hurt my soul. And Jimmy Butler had the 45-point game where he's, like, hunched over against the Lakers. Like, it it was each person – doing the thing instead of one person like it's easier if Joel Embiid gives you 40 every single night or Giannis gives you 40 every single night but every now and then like we saw it in the finals last year like sometimes Middleton's gotta hit eight threes in a game sometimes you know Drew Holiday's gotta score more than three of 20 from the field or something like that like it's easier because Miami has four guys that I guess we've seen do it before where like Boston has one maybe two I mean, Jalen Brown, you know, he's averaging like 24 games. So, like, give Jalen Brown props there. But I, I, hello? Sorry. Are you, I, I don't know what just happened. That's weird. You double connected. Oh. That's interesting. I can hear myself. Can you? Yeah, I can hear you too. Uh, that's weird. Just that's one of my hey, I got the one or. Hop off at ten, anyways, so we can kind of okay. get it there. Like it's all good. Sorry, I don't know what just time. happened. That was weird. Yeah, you are double connected. I'm, I'm not even sure how that's possible. I'm yeah, I don't know sure either. And, and you can hear me both sides. It's just, I mean, you can hear both sides. I just hear an echo. Like, it oh, I can literally hear myself like talk. <laughs> yeah, because because there's because it's three people on the call now. One of them is you for some reason. I'm not even sure how this is possible, but yeah, you know. You're connected right. twice. Sorry about that. 
No, it's all good. That's there's a natural end point on Tyler Hero there, but yeah, uh, this is this was fun, dude. I appreciate right. you. Yeah, doing for sure, man. Two hours of podcasting. It's awesome. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, I I, I kind of need to just get some sports sports off my chest, but that's all right. <laughs> you needed like manufactured. You needed to just like lay it all out there. You're like, yeah, Westbrook, Boston Celtics. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, because like I I don't really have the opportunity to like talk sports like like I want to talk about, but like and then. You know, I don't know. After a while, like, it's just kind of like what is what it is. Hey, that's the balance, right? You're giving the people what they want. And that's yeah, the thing I talk about. Like, I'm realizing I, I like doing all the work. Like, I like having 16-hour days, but I like having a balance in my life, which is yeah, a weird point. No, also. I definitely like, like talking about sports, obviously. Yeah. I really it's enjoy like, it. It's a Venn diagram of what I want and what the people want. And yeah, I, I, I talk whatever works. It's obvious at this point. Like, I legit do whatever sells. I mean, it's... Yeah, and I'm like, but I'm like, yeah, it might sell, but I want to talk about Deshaun Watson for an hour. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I'm well like, usually what sells, I want to talk about for the most part. Yeah. But some, some of the like, stuff I'm just like, oh, I don't care about this at all. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that happens to me a lot, too, where I'll do a podcast. It's like uh, 20 people listen. And then today's is like, this is the largest podcast in weeks. I'm like, God yeah. damn it. You, you all just want Aaron Rodgers talk, don't you? Yeah, you want... yeah. Like, I don't care about talking about Aaron Rodgers. But then it's you like. Spoon feed 24 consecutive hours of Aaron Rodgers talk. Yeah. I'm like, well, I don't like that. I don't like that. <laughs> all right. Cool, man. Uh, much appreciated, Cam. You got Congrats it. I'll talk to you deal, soon. Dude. You're I appreciate it, bro. Moves, bro. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, um, hopefully it keeps going and, you know, we'll uh, kind of go from there. But I definitely feel good about it. Hey, good luck, bro. I'm Thanks, super man. happy for you. I, I really appreciate else. it. Both right, of you. Man. You and the second person on the phone. <laughs> yeah. So that was weird. funny because right, it it delayed it a little bit. It was like, yeah, it's so weird. Like, I can hear myself talk right now. I'm like, kind of don't even know what to do with it. All right, bro. Peace out. All right, bye. Have a great day.